kids! Welcome to the newest episode of the Theater Enthusiast and Other Things podcast. I'm very excited because I feel like there's a mutual love between us. Mm. There always has been. Yes, I yes. feel like. We always wish each other a happy birthday yes. on Instagram. No, yes, on do. the Facebook. As you do. And I just, like, when I invited you on to the show, I was like, I love Tara. And that is who's on the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Miss Tara Novi. Yes. Oh, they love you. <laughs> They're just like, That's they're amazing. going crazy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, kids. Welcome. <laughs> All right, now I turn it off. Tara, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This you know, I realized the other day, I'm like, I haven't had that many women on the show, mm. which is like... Interesting. Not great. I feel mm. like the same thing with SNL, though, because I was mm. thinking about this the other day. I'm a huge SNL fan, and they don't really have, like, that many female hosts. Mm. Like, this season, they had, like, Scarlett Johansson, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, she's so great. She's great. And then, like... Maybe one other part. I can't even think of it. I haven't but like, watched that so much lately. Oh, I used to a lot. Huge, I love it. It's just yeah. like, I don't know, life is so complicated. And also there's so much media Stuff to... life. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think at this point, I like, as of late, I've all I've been really watching on TV is like, repeat of Friends in oh, the office. Man. Like, yes. I haven't really been... I love I love friends. You know what's funny? And nowadays, I feel like a lot of people are like bashing friends and are like, really? yeah, I don't know. I've heard or mostly people... just Ross. Well, or just as as a sitcoms are different in the nineties, you yeah. know. And I I loved it. Yeah. You know, I think I don't think they're the same anymore. Again, though, I don't really watch the cable that much, so I don't know. Um, I stream and do all that stuff mm-hmm. and try to keep up with shows, but. I loved Friends, but I feel like, you know, a lot of people are just, like, annoyed by it. I, there's a reunion, right? Like, I'm yeah. Well, you know what's interesting this? about the reunion is that, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, a reunion. But it's not, like, an actual, like, reunion where they're not coming together to film an episode. They're literally, like, coming together to talk about the series. Oh, I thought they were filming an episode. No. I guess I misread or I, something. Maybe they, but no, I think it's oh. them just, like coming together to talk about it Uh so like it's a reunion but it's not really like a reunion where they're like playing their character i want that though (laughs) i think everybody wants yeah that that would be great it's been so long i will say like will and grace i I love will and grace they're like reboot what Uh hasn't really been that good i i wasn't you know i never really watched that show my my parents did but again there's just so even you know it's funny people are saying now i mean there's so there's a plethora to to, I was mm-hmm. going to say to fucking, and you said I could curse, to fucking consume. Um, fuck, guys, fuck. I curse a lot. Um, there's so much to consume now, and, and it's amazing and exciting, but I even still think that um, there was then, too. You know, there always has been. It's just different Well, ways, I think there's you know? also, you know, back in the day, we didn't have Netflix. We didn't right. have Hulu. We didn't have, you know, HBO. We didn't have all of these streaming right. services that we have now, so there's so much more content. There's a different way to watch TV now, of course. But even so, like, you know, you still had to pick and choose. You couldn't, yeah. depending if you wanted to record it on your VCR. Yeah. You know? <laughs> See, kids, back in the day, before you were born, if you were oh, even man. listening to this, and yeah. you're at the pubescent age of, like, oh. five. Anyway, so... I love how we just, like, started off talking about yes. some random shit. As anyway, we do. So, Tara and I went to college together. She's, like, yes. you know, like a year or two older than me. I think a year. You're when older. did you graduate? Oh, wait. Yeah, so you're a year yeah. older. And I just, I remember, like, you doing Wild Party. <laughs> yeah. I remember you doing, like, a directing festival show. Did I? Yes, you did. I remember oh, it because yes. it was your I directed the a one, show. 
The one with Robin and, you were like, and Ariel? And, yeah, and oh you were, like, God. in a musical playing yes. a bride. I have a very good memory for stuff. <laughs> and I remember, like, working... You are doing, like, something on a show you were working on. I think it might have been, like, Ragtime. Yeah, I was in Ragtime. And then, like, the costume designer, like, told me that she thinks you sold, like, a sweater... And we were like in Rosella's, and I told you, and you're yes. like, "What? How do you remember these?" Things? I have a really good memory. Like I, I when you say it, it comes back to me. But I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. No, I am. <laughs> you're no, right. No, I yes. have a really good memory. Yeah. Like I won't know where my phone is, mm. but I have a memory for the yeah. past. Maybe that's why I like history so much mm. because I harbor so much on the past. You know, that's it's funny. Like I'm like that too, but I'm more like with number, like dates. I remember oh, wow. dates to a T, and I think because okay. like I'm a musician, you know, like my yeah. background is music, so we'll my brain <laughs> works mathematically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, Tara. Tell the kids at home where you're from. Ah, I am from Queens. I'm a Queens girl. She's from Queens. I'm from Queens. Guys. I don't really have an accent. I don't even know I'm what from Long Island. Accent. I yeah. don't have one. I had to do one yeah, for a show in college. It's very college. Well, we use... College. It's funny because I... So, I just went to grad school, which we'll get into, obviously, but, mm-hmm. like, I am super excited about the speech and dialects and, mm-hmm. and accents and... And I, and my ear is just attuned to them all the time now. And one thing that was really interesting with my class, I was the only native New Yorker and we use the vowel ah, like no one else does. Cause I say Tara, but most people in this country say Tara and Tara is a different name. But Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? So like even college, it's like the ah, Forest Hills. Like I say, I'm from Forest Hills. Well, how do other people say college? Okay. Maybe not college. That was a bad example, (laughs) but I was going to say like forest and orange Mm -hmm. and you know, most people say say forest, forest, orange. I was doing a play last year and like, and my director really wanted me to say forest, but my castmate was from South Africa and her dialect, she says forest, you know, Mm -hmm. but it was okay for her. And I was like, I can't say that's my dialect. Anyway, side note, but I'm from Forest Hills, Queens. Represent. Not Forest Hills, Forest Hills. Well, Tara actually went to the famed, fame (laughs) high school, LaGuardia. (laughs) Um, many of you, if you are of a certain age and obsessed with Call Me By Your Name like I am, as ah. you can see on my computer, oh, yes. like Call Me By Your Name stickers, uh, Timothée Chalamet went there. Many years after me. Many years. <laughs> but Tara's more well-known guy. Oh, yeah. So what, where did your love of theater pretty much mm. start growing up in Forest Hills, <laughs> Queens? Yes. Um, so it's interesting. I, I didn't, I started in, in music. Primarily, my mother is a singer. Um, mm-hmm. She was a professional professional jingle singer um, in the '80s. She was on MTV. She did like a song for a movie. Oh, cool. She did a Michelob commercial. Um, she was in bands. So music was always in my family. My dad also was a theater major in college, but did not pursue it. So the what arts. Did he pursue? Um, he is in the uh, the fashion industry. Uh, he is uh, a leather sorcerer. <laughs> very interesting my family is eclectic yes I have a lot of jackets this just Um, reminds me of like um I love Project Runway (laughs) I realize like Real Housewives of Orange County and like Mm. no yeah Orange County and Project Runway are like my happy places (laughs) when I'm watching TV yeah I don't watch any and um I just remember like years ago when like Heidi Klum hosted with like Tim Gunn there was like a designer she's like I always work with leather leather (laughs) and that was like her thing it's beautiful you know and I I love it but it's been in my family um so I took, you know, I started taking ballet at a young age, and I, mm-hmm. I started playing the piano at nine. Um, and then I went to sleepaway camp, and I, there were musicals, so I started doing them. Um, 
And when I was at LaGuardia, I wasn't an acting major there. I was a, a vocal major. So we mostly did... What made you decide to... Do you have to audition for LaGuardia yes, High School? You do. So what made you decide to audition for LaGuardia? Um, did you want to do a performance? Yeah, I always... I was always, like, doing performance of some sort. Funny enough, in junior high... Um, I chose to be in the in the band, like in band mm-hmm. and play the flute as opposed to the the drama the drama chorus or the chorus. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm just eclectic and interesting. You want to like get all to, of your things. Yes, you want to um, learn them all. But I knew, mm-hmm. you know, I I took like the Stuyvesant test. Like I didn't really study. That's in New York, basically. Like you can I, go honest, anywhere. I have no idea. It's very complicated here for high school. You can yeah. go to any high school. You don't have to go to your zoned high school. Some have tests. Some are mm-hmm. academic based. Yeah. I knew, you know, I I love the arts. Um, so that was a desire for me. And now there's even more arts high schools than when I was around. <laughs> um, so I did audition for vocal and drama departments, and I didn't get into the drama department two times. I yeah. I tried to. Uh, I tried to audition again while I was there mm-hmm. to switch majors, but um, didn't didn't work. Um, well, if it makes you feel any better, I actually auditioned for musical theater at Pace, and I didn't mm-hmm. get in. Well, yeah, which know, is fine. Times change. And well, I mean, now I wouldn't even. Make I don't it even know. I don't even know if I would. To be honest, like I feel like every single crazy. person that I've had on from Pace has been like, yeah, if I auditioned now, yeah. I probably wouldn't get in. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either. Yeah. I don't even know if I'd, ma- I'd pass the uh, the pre-screen. You know, there's pre-screens now. Oh, really? We'll get there. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you... Yeah, we'll chat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's why I'm so excited yeah. to have you on this podcast. There's so much to say. There really, there really is. is. There really is. Yes, and, we'll like, talk. you know, if people who are wanting to pursue this career is on and want to go to mm. college for it and, you know, want to audition for college, guys, yeah. seek out Tara. Yes, I have lots of, lots lots of lots information. Of, lots of the information <laughs> of lots of things. So, yeah, anyway. So, anyway, so... Um, so yes, I knew, I knew I wanted to go into the arts. I at this point, I, I guess I thought I would professionally. Like I don't know. Um, you thought you would have like a record deal or something. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. think I knew. I also like, I think throughout my life, one thing. I mean, this this delves into self trust stuff, which mm-hmm. we can get into. But yeah. I've never. Sometimes I have trouble saying this is what I want. Like I just do mm-hmm. and I don't plan enough, but I, I try to follow what feels honest. Mm-hmm. I, I try, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was a vocal major there. It was based, you know, we studied classical voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get personalized instruction. So it's, it's interesting. I, I kind of wish I did. I feel like I really learned technique in college, but it was the most incredible place in the world. Mm-hmm. Like I, we didn't dance on tables like they do in the movie. Yeah. But, um, and, and, you know, I did gospel choir one semester. I was in a songwriting uh, class, um, and I I recorded one of my songs. I think it, it's on an album from that class. And they had uh, concerts. I was in choruses, all this stuff, with academics. So it was very mm-hmm. busy. And I did the musical for two years. We did Les Mis once, and we had the the old Broadway set. Because oh, our cool. concert hall was, like, insane. The, Who did you play in Les Mis? I was whore number two. Ooh, sexy. Yes, it was very sexy. I usually go by whore number one in my yeah, life. No, you know. just totally no, it's great. Um, and I did Godspell there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was literally singing that to myself hmm. today. You know what it is? Is because What Hot American Summer was on last mm-hmm. night. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I have, but I don't recall, I like, think know it that I well. I would like to take full-on credit for introducing that to the pace my year mm. to that class our freshman year. Mm. Because I am the one who planted that seed. And then, like, everybody started to watch it. Yeah. I am taking full credit for I that. Think I, I think I watched that in, like, 2015, not even, yeah. you know, that long ago. But, um... 
But they do like the scene from God's Hell. Yeah. And my favorite, not the scene, but the song and my favorite, the guy's like, my favorite ditty, day but day. That's what I sang. Yes. That was my solo, day by oh, day. Just like a total side <laughs> note, yes, the hot priest candle is lit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking out of my hot priest mug. Oh my God, I want to, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I want a hot priest candle. Etsy, baby. <laughs> that's great. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, that's great. I have the waitress mug. my mug also says Neil. Oh, yes, sorry. Yes. Tara has. The waitress mug. I told Tara, I'm like, I couldn't decide, like, I knew I was leaning more towards giving you the waitress mug because I can just, like, picture you in the waitress outfit. <laughs> I'm also really good at casting things. You're yes. welcome. But then I was like, I also have a Brigadoon mug, and I can kind of see you in that, too. So it was up to Tara, and she decided on waitress. I actually don't know Brigadoon very well, so. It's okay. I didn't really know that well either <laughs> until I saw it at City Center. Oh, yes. With, like, Queen Kelly O'Hara. Mm, uh, I just saw her in Kiss Me Kate a little while ago. She's so fantastic. She really, I think she was a little miscast in that. But that's, well, that's yeah, a story I for another I don't day. agree with that. But that's okay. We can, Listen, we should, I would analyze theater their with you. Opinion. Yes, I would analyze theater with you for we like can, hours here. Girl, so we, we might let, have to cut we ourselves can, off. We can do that. Please, the yes. longest podcast I think I have is almost two and a half hours. Yeah. I know you're on like a little bit of time today. but ish. Okay. Anyway, ish. <laughs> ish. I just got my nails done in food shop. You know, yeah, you adulthood. Know. Adulthood. Anyway, so yes. okay. you go to LaGuardia. LaGuardia. So I did the musicals. And yeah, it's it's an amazing place because... A, everyone there, ha- I guess, wants to be there, but also, am I, oh, I was like, am I too no, loud? No, Do you have to bring it back? I'm, um, like, afraid they can't hear you, but okay, they probably, I can, you don't, yes. no, you're fine, okay. so here you are. Um, everybody like there. Tools, I get very uncomfortable in this chair, no. so I'm going to be moving around a Do lot. Do your thing. Um, oh, everybody there want. Everyone there is some sort of artist, mm-hmm. and it brings together people. It brought together people from all over the city. So I met people and was friends with people that I wouldn't have met otherwise. Like, it are was you just still so cool. in contact with anybody? You I have a few with? close friends still. Yes. Are they pursuing theater still? Not or re- yeah, no, I don't think so. The ones I'm closer with, no. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people we went to college with. I mean, also kind of don't. It's a hard life, man. <laughs> it's a hard knock life, guys. <laughs> it's a hard life, but um. Yeah. So, at the time, um, I guess I'll, should I still talk about LaGuardia? Or I'm you can talk move, about whatever I'm going to move a little forward just to say, I guess, oh, you said how did I get into theater. So, I guess sleepaway camp, if that answers your yeah. question. Um, but I was going to say, uh, trying to figure out what I wanted to do for college was interesting because mm-hmm. I, um... Which we were going to get into, like, yeah. how and why with the pace. But well, you know I transferred in there. I wasn't really? there my first year. Yeah. Where were you? SUNY Geneseo. Rochester, yeah. Rochester. Rochester. Um, <laughs> That's us being New Yorkers again, guys. Yes. Rochester. I think I chose musical theater. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to try to just do acting, mm-hmm. but I missed. I knew I would have missed singing too much. Do you think of yourself as a singer who can act or an actor who can sing? As a singing actor or an actor who can sing. Okay. Absolutely. I feel like... Because musical theater performers are actors first. I'm yeah. sorry. I have a lot of feelings about that. I think it depends on the person, honestly. Yeah, um, but I think if you're going to do musical theater, you are an actor. Yeah. Like, you're telling a story. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Then just be a, a rock singer or something, yeah. you know? Um, but for me at that point, to be honest, I I wasn't that immersed in musical theater. Like, mm-hmm. I wa- you know, I did them at camp. I did the musicals at school. But I really wanted to be an actor. I wanted mm-hmm. to be a singer, too. Mm-hmm. But, but I didn't want to study classical voice in college, and mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, you know what? The most the, the ideal thing is to just do musical theater and see where that yeah. goes, right? So, so how did you decide to go to Geneseo? Mm. So I applied to a few schools. Um, I was waitlisted at Emerson and mm-hmm. maybe 
a few others. Um, Geneseo was, I think, the only SUNY school. It was a very good school, but it, it was a BA. Um, yeah, I, I, I really aimed high. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I thought I did my research, but like, you know, I didn't apply to UMish, UMish, which is a great program. Like, I applied to some, like, NYU and Syracuse and Ithaca, and like, I didn't get into a lot of them, and I, I got into Geneseo. And I would have rather gone there than, I think I got into a few other schools, mm -hmm. but not for the major I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go up there for the year, um, which was really hard. Um, city girl in a small town. World. Yeah, small town. World, yes. And, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a car. I didn't even drive. I got my license that following summer mm -hmm. in case I went back. Cause my parents said they'd get me a car because the Work whole main street was, yeah, yeah. I, I would get rides. Um, I think there was a bus that went to Wegmans, but it was hard. And I was also in like a, a very tumultuous long distance relationship at the time that, uh, was, I don't know if that's what drew me back to the city, but I think it was for the best because I needed to be back here. But How was, was the program there? It was, it was, interestingly enough, my vocal training was more classically based musical theater. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting and good, but I didn't really hone in my belt um, until Pace, yeah. my teacher there. But um, it was good. Um, it was just a year. You know, I, I enjoyed it. I think, I actually did Kiss Me Kate there, which is funny. Oh, I was cool. in the ensemble of that. Um, I... I think it would have been a good education, and it was a liberal arts school, so I was mm -hmm. taking a lot of other, like I took geology or something yeah. while I was there, so, um, but it was a different world for me, like, mm -hmm. I, you know, these frat parties, I'm like, I'm like what am I doing? <laughs> like, yeah. it's just weird, so. Just like the idea, even when I was in college, like, the idea of, like, sorority or, like, a frat, I was just like, Bleh. Yeah, but we didn't really even have, I mean, Not was there a I case? think so. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because people, like, there's no campus, and I would be like, the city is our campus. Yeah. Guys, that's yeah. what we have. It's yeah. funny because, like, I applied for Pace, and I've always wanted to go to school in the city. Mm. I actually forgot I applied there, and I got in. Um, so and I, yeah, I just ended up going to Pace, and then, like, a few weeks before school started, I auditioned for musical theater. Mm. Didn't get in, but the person I auditioned for is like, you want to do directing, you want to do this, you want to do that, become a BA. And it wasn't until after I did... A show of my junior year, mm. the food chain. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, it. I did. Yeah. I actually used to do a monologue from that play way before oh, really? you guys did that, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> it's okay. I was great in the part. It's fine. Yes. Um, they actually used my performance in that for like my BFA audition. Oh wow! So I didn't even have to like apply, like audition oh, for wow. BFA. Oh wow! I didn't even know that. I mm -hmm. thought you always were. Where in Long Island mm -hmm. are you from? Nassau County. I grew up in oh. Wontaw. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Jewel, Long Island. Cool, cool. Yeah. So you were in Geneseo. What yes. made you decide to go to Pace? You know, it was funny at the time. I, I, I was a little overwhelmed. I, I, I think I applied to, I didn't apply to that many places, to be mm -hmm. honest, to transfer. So I think I applied to Steiner. Well, what made Steiner? you decide to transfer? You were just like, I need to be out of, I need like not mm -hmm. to be able to have a car. I think I was, you know, it's, wait, did, it was like half my relationship, mm -hmm. but I think it was more than that. Like, I just didn't feel comfortable and like myself and I missed New York. I just mm -hmm. didn't feel like I fit in. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really the education, but I don't know. I, uh, sometimes I have trouble like accessing, as I've gotten older, I've become more in touch with like my gut and what, what mm -hmm. my intuition is telling yeah. me. But when I was younger, I think that's when, everybody though, because you're true. 18, 19 years old. 
Like, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. Right. Like, freshman, junior, like, however long I was in college. Yeah. Like, I was a mess. Yeah, but no, but I think when it did happen to me, mm-hmm. it was, like, really strong, and yeah. I just followed it, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. It just it just didn't work. I don't know. And, it, and it's funny now, because... Think of it this way. If you didn't go to Pace, we wouldn't have... Met. Exactly, yeah. And we wouldn't be here today on this podcast. No, yeah, yeah. and, um... So, yeah, I... It was just... I just knew it was right, and, um... My friend Nick, uh, who I went Nick Miller, who Mm -hmm. I went to pace with, who I went to LaGuardia with, Mm -hmm. um, was also. What is he doing? He's doing something. He is a catering. catering. Yeah, I think he has his own business now. It's great. That's great. Yeah, I'm actually. (laughs) This is amazing to say. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when we did Company? I didn't see it, but I remember when you did it. So Rob Hinderleiter mm-hmm. is a producer on the show, and he has oh, organized cool. for my whole entire cast. We are going together on the seventeenth. I was going to say it's going to be going so on the twenty fifth of March. I will be there. Oh yeah, so yeah. it's going to be really amazing and special. But I am going to see Nick that night. I, haven't I just seen him remember in a while. like somebody we went to college with was like really pissed that I didn't get cast in that part, and it's like of Bobby, yeah. and it's like get oh. over it. Like, well, also doing happens. company when you're like twenty one is different than. Now the appropriate yeah. age of us, like yeah. like James, our Bobby just turned thirty five, and it's like Whoa. yeah. But um, so Nick was trans was applying or had already gotten in. Um, I think I was a later mm-hmm. uh, applicant, but um, I think he was like he's older than me, but I think he was my year. Yes, he. Yes, actually. He was my year. He graduated my year because I know he was in my like acting. Why is that though? We graduated high class. school together. He. I, I think just his credits or something, because he wasn't actually in my year ever. I don't know. That's fine. Anyway, so he um, he was applying, and mm-hmm. he was like, hey, there's this program. Like, why don't you check it out? And I was like, okay. Um, I didn't even audition for Amy. I auditioned for Doc, Dr. Oh, Wh- wow. Wharton Dyke. I, I auditioned yeah. for Amy. I didn't audition for Amy, so who knows if I would have gotten in that Amy either. Amy Rogers was the um, head of the musical theater department yes. at the time that we were at Pace. She's I don't still. Think she, mm-hmm. Is she? Mm-hmm. Because I sometimes, when I'm bored at work, I'll, like, go on the Pace website and be like, what shows are they doing? Yeah, she is. They're, what are they about to do? I, I actually just worked, I did this uh, Hermes event uh, with a few current Pace students, so I got to talk to them a lot. It was, it was interesting, but um, I forgot what show they're about to do. Eh, but she, yes, she's still there, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then I ended up going to Pace. Yeah, and it was it was good. I was happy to you, come back So, there. what was your audition process like for Pace? Did you do a monologue? Did you sing a song? Did I, you do both? Both. I think I did two songs in a monologue, up-tempo, yeah. ballad. If I remember c- correctly, I definitely sang Always True to You from Kiss Me Kate, mm-hmm. in my, um, which is I wouldn't do now because I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Always True to You. Yeah. yeah. And, um... Oh, man, I don't remember. I remember mine. Yeah. I don't remember my monologue, but I remember my <coughs> It was um, Who Will Buy from Oliver, mm. and is the song from Jekyll and Hyde that I can't think of the name of. Like, I peer through windows, watch oh. life go by, that one. Someone Like You. Someone Like You. I like that song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was my up-tempo and my ballad. What? Now it's going to kill Maybe I sang Who Will I Turn To. Do you know that song? The roar of the grease paint, the smell of the crowd. I love it. My mom turned me on to that song. It's it's just well, a that, Is that from a musical? Or it is. Just like a song? That's what it's called. The musical. It's really not, it's not well known at all. Well, that's um, probably why I don't yeah, know it. it goes, I mean, like, I'm a, hear, a theater nerd, but like, I know people who like know a lot more. So you go to Pachem Pace University. <laughs> so, and I, this is a disclaimer and I say this every single time because everybody knows <laughs> I had a really shitty senior year mm-hmm. um, at Pace. Um, but... 
just because I had a certain experience doesn't mean that everybody else had the same experience and it's not putting down the program. It's not doing anything. So what was your experience like at Pace? What would you say have been like the best moments? I know you don't like choosing best and worst. <laughs> I don't. I said that earlier. Yes. But I will say like, you know, maybe like special moments if mm. that it's doesn't have to be the best, but like moments that stick out for you that like have been better than others, hmm. which is literally just saying like what have been your best moments, but wording yeah. it differently. And then what have been like, would you say are like your lowest moments that you yeah. had? Huh. Interesting. Okay. Um, I know I'm really good at this. Yeah. <laughs> so I make my guests think guys. Yes. I like, I like to think, um, mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going to talk overall as, and, and maybe like I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. sprinkle in some of these moments. Who doesn't but, um, like a sprinkle? <clears throat> yes. Um, I was never babied in college, Mm -hmm. so I never left thinking that I would, um, like, get every role, or, like, Mm -hmm. it would be easy, right? Yeah. Um, maybe then, like, my ego was too low. Not not low, but do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Or, um, but I, so, you know, I wasn't... I, I did get a great role, like, my senior year, we did Wild Party, and I played mm-hmm. Kate, and I wanted that role, and I was very happy. Um, you were in pink, I remember. Yes. Yes, I, did, I have a very good memory for Sequins. Sequins? Sequins. I can't speak. Um, Welcome to my life. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just embracing it now. Yeah. Um, Comes with age. So, oh my God, my throat is so scratchy. There's plenty mm. of more water, don't worry. <clears throat> Excuse this. <clears throat> um... So it's interesting because um, I think the program has grown immensely and it's so exciting yeah. and I'm thrilled to come from there. Um, I would be so curious, like if I was there now, like mm-hmm. where where my life or career would be. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think I got a good education. Like mm-hmm. my teachers were great. I yeah. um, I had some. I made some really good friends. I I learned how to. Do you still talk to a lot of people? Yeah, well, I just, Melanie Anderson, well, mm-hmm. she, then she was Melanie Briggs, uh, is a yeah. good friend of mine, and we work together. I, I Which consult we'll get into. with her for her studio. I just had coffee with Arielle last week. How is um, she? She's good. Yeah, That's she's very good. She's always been like, I've always like, she's, like, she's so talented, like, you know? Mm-hmm. I wanted her for my directing festival show, but. Mm-hmm. She's fine. very talented. Um, and we're, we're actually going to work together next month for a reading. Um, oh, great. Which is cool. But, um, I, yes, yeah, so, so I learned, first of all, I learned about musical theater. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have, like, the, the foundation, mm-hmm. you know, even in regards to, you know, history. Like, I took musical theater history, and I, musical theater history, and I loved that. I loved mm-hmm. learning about, you know, the golden age, and before, the 30s and the 20s, and um, just, and contemporary. Um, I learned how to act a song. Mm-hmm. Like, and I... I, I think I really know how to do that, and I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, honestly, sometimes I feel like sometimes people don't even want to see that detailed storytelling, or you know what I mean? But, yes. like, I think it's really important mm-hmm. um, because if you are going to sing, you... you you have it's to tell too, the story. You, tell, you, you feel so passionate about something that you can't just speak it. You have to sing it, mm-hmm. right? So, like, there's so much behind that. Yeah. Um, and so, but but I did. Like, you know, my, my junior year we had, and actually I think this was, like, one of my favorite classes. We had a scene study class. And, you know, I remember Rob and I did Carousel. Mm-hmm. We did the If I Loved You scene, and I loved it. I loved, 
I loved, you know, delving into the work in a detailed way. Um, and I had a wonderful voice teacher there, Mariska, who, who helped me find my voice. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not really know how to sustain a belted note before that. Like I know where my break is, mm -hmm. not even high belt, but it's like that, that break, like BC, yeah. um, sometimes I, I still I'm have saying trouble, yes, but like I know what BC is. I don't, I just, just note. sing oh, and you, then whatever happens. Do you I know sing. how to read music? Kind of, uh -huh. sort of. Like I know if I had to go like higher, lower to like say, like to hold out a note, but mm -hmm. I don't know what like the note is mm. yeah. yeah well I that, I guess that comes from well piano lessons but I had to study music at LaGuardia like I yeah. learned how to we had sight singing sight reading like I took piano know. lessons from someone for like a hot minute and I just like it was, it was also expensive and then they just like mm. stopped responding to me oh no which is fine um but no I've taken voice lessons and things like that in the past it's just that I don't know notes but like if I see like a note oh it's supposed to go higher it's supposed to go lower and also a lot of what I sing in my head or like when I'm just like sitting blow drying my hair in the shower, it's because I've listened to, you know, the recording of it, like a bajillion times. Which is interesting because yeah. just to, to comment on that, mm -hmm. um, I think that's a, a big thing in, in this industry and in this, mm -hmm. in this art. Mm -hmm. Um, it is really important to find your truth in a, in a piece or in mm -hmm. a work and where are ears and our bodies absorb way more than we process so like I have had trouble you know mm -hmm. I did hair a few years ago and mm -hmm. I listened to that revival cast recording so mm -hmm. many times but Cassie Levy and I are not the same person and we're yeah. not the same voice mm -hmm. and I actually had trouble when I was rehearsing just subconsciously like yeah. making choices like what mm -hmm. she made and mm -hmm. so it, it's an, it's funny how a lot of people did you make it in that production I did Good for you. Yeah, it was great. I would love to play that role, but I'm like, would I get naked on stage? Nobody wants to see that. So no, but it's for... Yeah. It, it, I wouldn't just get would. naked yeah. for any show, but yeah. I think it's... it's the, the nudity in that show serves a purpose. and it, Why do you think Claude... Right? Is that his name? Yes. Yeah, Claude, yes. Why do you think he went to war? Oh, my God. Why? <laughs> Thinking back to that, why did he go to war? Honestly, I can't answer that right now. I think it's actually the actor. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I get it. And I didn't think, you know, it's, I wonder if I can't answer it because A, it's been five years, but also uh, it wasn't my, I mean, I'm sure at the time I had a feeling about it. Yeah, I don't know. I can't answer that. You know, I, 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 I like certain times I'd be like, why? I like, I, I get why in my head, why that might have happened, like, you know, he's so against this, but also at the same time, like, his family wants him to go, and you mm -hmm. kind of want to please your family, even though you're so anti-against it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we all have things like that in our lives, so I think it could also be up to the actor. Like, yeah. in the play Doubt, did he do it? Did he not? Hmm. I think if you watch the movie, he did it. If you see the play, you don't mm. know. I also think sometimes my memory gets, like, is, like, really weird. Like, I have a lot of, like, I can't remember every single detail of that show mm -hmm. so like I can't fully answer that question it's fine because a lot has been in my brain <laughs> since then That's you know it was so many years ago I have like not that much <clears throat> in my brain from five years ago no I do no I you do. do you do I do um I, I take in a lot yeah but so, but yeah to pace yes um so yeah like those uh those those classes uh the training like mm -hmm. I I as I said I learned the craft I did yeah. um I I mean, this kind of is part of me going into grad school, um, but I, I had w at the time I, I wished we had more acting training. Mm -hmm. um, we only had acting, I so I was only there 
I started my sophomore year and that was the only year I had acting. Mm -hmm. And then I chose to take a scene study class for Ibsen and Chekhov with the acting majors as an elective, like my junior year Mm -hmm. or senior year, I think junior year. Would you say that like you, were you friends or friendly with any of the acting Mm -hmm. majors that year? Yeah. Was there any animosity between, I mean, because like, it's interesting, I was friends with a lot of the acting, the musical theater majors and you know, I still to this day, like one of my best friends, Carrie Bond, McInnes, mm-hmm. she was a musical theater major. Mm-hmm. You know, Lisa Lamont, I still mm-hmm. keep in touch with. She was musical theater. And like senior year, it, I was like, it's funny, I have more like freshman musical theater friends than mm-hmm. I do like senior acting friends, mm-hmm. you know? And then because there was a huge divide my senior year mm-hmm. between the acting majors, which we're not going to get into, oh. I have in the past on oh, this I podcast. And then, like, there was a huge meeting once with the acting major senior year, and, like, the other group that I wasn't, like, a part of, they were like, well, you know, the musical theater majors and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm friends with musical mm. theater majors. Like, yeah, I mean, there's always, it's hard, you know, people section themselves off, and, like, it happens mm-hmm. in college so much. It, yeah. it, it, it just, it's kind of, it can't be helped, but it can be, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you, yeah. a major, you, you kind of... You kind of se- separate yourselves in a way. I feel because... like I'm always talking so negatively on this podcast. I just realized. oh no, we're being no we're we're having a, we're like, having a conversation. Yes. It's fine. No, but I I actually think more of my a- acting friends were younger than me. Like yeah. Tommy Slavinsky. Like I'm mm-hmm. very close with him still. And like what is he doing? He's what in California. He's, and yeah. I like I googled him once, and yeah. he's like modeling and acting or doing yeah yeah yeah. He's good. And like even even you know you're you're younger than me and. Sorry, guys, we had to pause for a second. So Tara was just saying how great I was and that I'm mean, younger <laughs> and that she's friends yes. with me. So anyway, you're friends with still yes. people who are straight acting. Yeah. I mean, I I think I'm a nice person. I always have been. Yeah. You know, I get along with, like, as many people as I can listen in life. Sometimes you don't get along with people at senior college. But I feel like you can't not get along with somebody, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're a very open mm-hmm. Like I, I think I've always been, like, super nice to people, and, like, even if I had, like, issues with people in college and I was friends with people that they were friends with, I was never, like, I mean, I had a moment like this a couple of years ago where I'm, like, I can't believe you're friends with this person and you're, like, one of my best friends, how mm. dare you? But, I mean, aside from that being an asshole part of my life, <laughs> well, you know, I, I remember, sometimes. like, somebody I was friends with was friends with somebody I wasn't a huge fan of, and I think it was vice versa. I said to them, like, just because, like, you are friends with them, like, or I don't like them doesn't mean that you can't be friends with that. I'm not right. going to, like, not, yeah. you know, I'm not here to dictate who you're friends with. Like, yeah. that's total bullshit. Yeah, no, there's so much, <laughs> there's so much drama in college, though. You know, it's just... You know what's really interesting? So, for me, I've always been heavy. And I felt like I, I felt that a lot in mm-hmm. college, especially mm-hmm. in, like, the theater department mm-hmm. and the acting. Even though nobody was blatantly, like you are heavy. Yeah. Nobody really like ever said that to me, but I think that also like prevented me from getting roles that I really Mm. wanted or just getting cast in anything really. Nobody really thought of me for anything, but that summer, uh, the year I graduated, because I was a double major and I was taking like summer classes, I had an internship at an ad agency. Mm. And then I realized when I was at the ad agency, like I didn't think about my weight once. Mm. So I think that was just really interesting. It's part of, it's part of it. It is part of it a little bit only because when you think of, I don't know. It's interesting. The concept of type. Mm-hmm. Um, I, f- sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Um, I think it's interesting. I think, I feel like in musical theater, sometimes it's more like type driven. Mm-hmm. I think that's changed a bit and people are definitely looking outside the box, yeah. but 
you know, people have visions for what they want and mm-hmm. people are trying to, to think outside the box and, mm-hmm. and expand their minds. But, um, it's the nature of what yeah. we do, you know, yeah. unfortunately. I and, think it's kind of, and it's funny cause this is a topic I feel like that comes up a lot on this podcast is types. And mm. there's like back when like Facebook, like did whatever it did. Like I remember posting a quote about Laura, like Laura Linney said, like, never you think, never think of yourself as like one type Yeah. because people are many different things. But you know, when I was in college, there was a certain professor who kept telling me like, Oh, you're not going to get cast till you're older. You're not going to get mm-hmm. cast till you're older. Because especially when they saw me in the food chain playing like a character that was such a far stretch for me, mm-hmm. like 60 something year old woman, mm-hmm. with, like a long Island Jewish accent yeah. You know, and that just, like, stuck in his mind, I think, throughout the rest of my pace career. Because when I auditioned for Summer and Smoke, he had me do something. I'm like, oh, he's thinking of me as this character. Absolutely. No, that happened to me at pace as well. Yeah. Um, And someone said something to me that really stuck with me in a weird way. And I think... I think that... I have had an interesting journey, you know, after Pace, professionally. So let's talk about yeah. that really fast. So I feel like we're kind of getting sidetracked. We yes. do a lot I'm on the so, podcast. Yes, of no, course. No, I, please. I can close out the Pace chapter because I don't think I yeah, can. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, so I, let me get back to the Pace chapter. Yes. So, you know, that was your experience at Pace. Good, bad. You can cap it off with what you told me when we paused. Mm. Um, but... After Pace, did you, so, like, once you graduated, because you did mention this to me, like, what did you want to do after Pace? So, like, with yeah. Showcase, did you get an agent? Did you get, no. Like, yeah, welcome to my life. Yeah. Um, so, like, what happened after Pace? Like, yes. what was your next step after you graduated? Like, what did you do? Were you like, fuck, I need to make money, I'm not mm. pursuing this, or, like, what happened? Yeah. So, talk about what you said, and then get into okay. it. Okay. Um... I think actually they're sort of related. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was saying, as as I said, I I enjoyed my time at Pace. I am proud to come from that program. When I I've seen some shows there that I'm like, holy fucking shit! Like, mm-hmm. wow, the they are incredible, and that's mm-hmm. great. Um, I I didn't fully feel like I had the tools to like move forward. Like mm-hmm. I didn't fully know who I was. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I had the material. Mm-hmm. Like. I felt like I just needed to find all new material. Like, I didn't leave with a book. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave... Like, I wasn't even told with my showcase pieces. People... Really? No, we we were given material. But I just... I think this is partially the way that I worked and, and my own insecurities of not being able to just test things out. And, like, I... Because I, as I was saying, I... It's like... Especially when I was younger, I would feel so gutterly when, when something worked and when something didn't and when mm-hmm. something resonated with me. Yeah. And it's so strong that sometimes, you know, and I I dealt with a lot of this in grad school when I actually had to face myself a few years ago. So Mm -hmm. again, this is young Tara, Pace Tara, who huge perfectionist, like Mm -hmm. needs to know the answer, needs to get things right, needs to know how to do things, that I wasn't open to the unknown, that I wasn't Mm -hmm. open to maybe taking this song and saying, well, they think, I mean, I, I got songs I liked, but like, I wasn't, it wasn't working, but I wasn't, kind of really investigating why mm-hmm. or trying to understand fully what was going on. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. So like I didn't leave feeling like I knew what I what to do or how to like carry myself. I think being in college in the city is great. Mm-hmm. Like because even Did you audition for things outside of the program? A little bit. Well I went to I did go to a spring awakening open call while I was in school and got 
very far in the process while I was at school. Oh, great. So stuff like that. So I was. She was giving you a spring awakening mug. I know. Um, Who were uh, you seeing scene for, Venla? For Venla. Well, I was called in for, I was doing summer stock between my junior and senior year, and I was called in for an immediate ensemble replacement. And then they called me in to replace Venla uh, in 2008 um, during Wild Party. It was crazy. Um, I can see which that. Was, which was... I was excited. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think back then, I didn't know how to be myself. So that ties into a lot of my Mm -hmm. 20s and and what we're about to talk about. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I I saw Leah Michelle, who played Venla, Mm -hmm. and I listened to that, and I tried, I think, to be her. Mm -hmm. And that's not me. Yeah. So I did not know how to find the tools. I I was trying to use me to be her, Mm -hmm. you know, but I wasn't able to use myself and what was within me and trust that yeah to actually honestly portray this character mm-hmm. um so you that think a lot of people get stuck I mean I you did mention this and you now as like an acting coach and all of that stuff do you find that a lot of people that you coach are kind of like that um not not yet no I mean and, and if they are I haven't seen it but also I don't think a lot I think a lot of times when that happens people aren't even aware Mm-hmm. Until after the fact. It was kind of like what I said about the recording thing. Mm-hmm. Um, our ears are incredible things. Mm-hmm. And I even had an epiphany a few years ago. I learned this technique in grad school um, called text transfusion, where you to, to, to learn uh, things by heart, to memorize. And it's, uh, very fi- it's more physical. You learn on your feet. You're learning with a recording. And I, it's been so incredible for me mm-hmm. because I realized as I was in school that subconsciously I... Not that I was really seeing the page uh, while I was, you know, performing or acting, but it was in my head, the mm-hmm. text. Because when you memorize off a page, our brains take that in. They take the image in of the words. Mm-hmm. So, like, even how it was on the page, that's how I was memorizing it. If, if one, you know, word was at the end of a line or, you know, sometimes playwrights, obviously, write yeah. things, you know, in certain stanzas and whatnot, but... But still, you need to find what's in yourself. You need to decide what you want to take from the text and what you want to, you know, kind of throw away if it's appropriate, you know? Okay, that's what's called acting. <laughs> yes, yeah. I have lots of feelings. You but... know, it's interesting, too, because I haven't performed in, like, over 10 years. Wow. And I like to, I know, it's hard to believe because I'm so talented. <laughs> um, but it's interesting, too, because I like to think, like, over the years of just, like, kind of sitting around my apartment mm. and, like, wanting to pursue it and just like not doing anything and I feel like for myself I've kind of taught like myself like how to I've become my own like acting teacher Mm -hmm. in a way Mm -hmm. and you know just from like my theater nerd knowledge and like my entertainment knowledge that I have and all that I think a lot of what you're saying is true you know if you're if I'm doing, if I'm like reading a play in my apartment aloud, you know, it's like, how would this person act like this? How would I act like this as the character? And mm. da, da, da. So I do like a lot of self-acting in the apartment. It's yeah. really sad. No. Even with like songs too, sometimes you have to like break down the song or just like read the song without the music. Mm-hmm. And how would you do it? <laughs> like I have, um, I love Waitress. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I do sing too. She Used to Be Mine in the Shower. I love that song. My boyfriend's actually obsessed with that song. He wrote mm-hmm. his own rendition, like his oh, own really? lyrics to it. Yes. I need to see this video on YouTube, guys. It's, I don't know if it ever will be. It's yeah. very personal. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But no, it's also a matter of, like, how would you break down the song? And I, like, do that in the shower, too. Yeah. And, 
And yes, I have cried at the shower while yeah, singing that haven't song. haven't we all? No. Right? I mean, I cry just listening or singing late in the piazza. But I've, I've used She Used to Be Mine as part of my vocal, part of my warm-up when I did Uncle Vanya in grad school. I don't know why, but yeah. it just, it was part of it. You just, I have, a, I printed out sheet music for Waitress mm. for like the last time I had a voice lesson, and I was like, baking can do, there's no way I can sing <laughs> She Used to Be Mine. And like, the guy who I was like training with he's like no you sing she used to be mine like so much better i was like really <laughs> that's great it's like awesome yeah. you know it's in a different key than uh in the show than sarah Bareilles had on her album it's slightly higher yes mm-hmm. i am well aware <laughs> just slightly yeah um should anyway we go, should we go back to what you had asked yes, because well, we get sidetracked and yes. i talk about myself all yeah. the time no as you uh, should this is your podcast yes guys welcome to as it you should. Uh, anyway so you feel yes. like you didn't really have like so what did you do after college yes then? i like, will tell you please um, do tell yeah. the kids at home tell the kids at home um, what you're doing roger <laughs> um so right after i graduated i was at the weston playhouse in vermont so i was part of their young company which was an incredible summer uh there were Eight of us? Eight of us? Or six of us? Maybe yeah, six of us. There was an even yes. number of people. And they did Light in the Piazza that summer. Adam Gettle was involved. He oh, actually wow. condensed the show mm-hmm. um, and was very much involved. And Were in, you in the ensemble? I was in Les Mis, and in <laughs> that time professionally, and I played the factory girl, who is very exciting role. If you, if She's yeah. the one who like calls who, like, out fun yes. thing, right? Yes, it was good times. Um, I know Les Mis. I don't like no Les Mis. Yeah. I did, like, my first show was Les Mis when I was five, and for years was I would my first say, too. like, you never take a five-year-old to Les Mis. And my mom's like, after years, she's like, you need to get over it. That's so funny. I think I fell asleep when I went with junior high school really? in the balcony because I was just tired and not as, like, immersed in... I may yeah. have been, like, nine. I don't know. Well, I took my mom to the revival that they did because mm. I won tickets through work. And I sent her a photo of Ramin. Caramelou or whatever his name Oh, is, did I see Of him, like, ripped shirt open. Oh, I And she see goes, it. hello. <laughs> hello. That's yeah, great. so it was cool. I had, like, yeah. no idea Will Swenson can sing like that. I love him. He yeah. is fantastic. He's one of my They're favorites. doing, I don't know if they've done it already, but they're doing, like, a site-specific fun home. Oh, I saw and that. And he's playing Bruce, I, I saw believe. that. And they're doing it, like, What do you mean site-specific? They're doing it in a funeral home. And they announced that Jake Gyllenhaal is doing the movie and he's playing Bruce. I think I saw that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I think he'll be great. I thought he was... I personally, and I've said this many times, I like him better on stage than in film. I've never seen him on stage. He's extra... Go to London. Yeah. What is he doing? He's doing Sunday in the Park. Oh, yes. I had guests the other day when I was working at the hotel... I work at hotels, guys. I've never yeah, I didn't know what before. you're gonna have to tell me after what you yeah. do. Yeah, we'll chat after. Yeah. Okay. We're not gonna talk about like that many personal things on here, guys. <laughs> um, but I had guests who were like theater nerds, like I am from London, and at one point I stopped in the middle of our conversation because it just like came to me. I'm like, get yourself, get yourself tickets. Yeah. To see Sunday in the Park. Did you saw him here? I saw him at City Center. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it on Broadway, and I wish I saw it again. And I can only just imagine, like, how much better, like, him and Emily Ashford are mm. because they've lived with the characters yeah, now yeah, for, like, yeah. a year or two. Yeah. And just, I may or may not have it on bootleg. Um, Ooh, I, and two different audio bootlegs. I know. We'll, we'll talk. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I was in Vermont. Yes. Um, and it was great. And we, we did a kid's show. We did uh, a cabaret at night. It was it was a wonderful summer. So the, the two summers... The summer between my junior and senior year, I did summer stock, and then my, then, and then I had an internship lined up at Telsey Casting mm-hmm. right after. 
So I had all these plans. So I didn't yeah. need to worry about anything or think about anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was living with my parents, which was an interesting thing throughout all of my 20s. I was in and out of their house a lot, um, which when I was doing, you know, in 2015, I had three back-to-back regional theater jobs, which was wonderful. And when I got my equity card, but, um, it was a blessing that I didn't have to sublet a place. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, you're living with your there, parents. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. Um, and I think, you know, I've said that sometimes I think people that move to New York at 18, even if their parents are paying for everything, they still have to fend for themselves in a way that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a native New Yorker, but I still think I grew up later in some ways because yeah. of my parents being here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I didn't have to worry about finding an apartment. I was always working. Even throughout yeah. college, I, I would hostess. Um, I did coat check and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of remember that. Yeah, so I was never, even though, yeah, I lived at home, I still, I just wanted to, work. you know, work and, yeah. and have money. Um, yeah, you have to hustle. Like, yes. You know, it's, you, you don't want to say, like, survival jobs, but there's always, like, for me, like, that's probably why I didn't really, like, pursue it that much, mm-hmm. is because yeah. when I graduated, like, I just started working. Like, yes. my current job now is my first, like, legitimate, like, full-time yeah. job that I've been at the longest yeah, at, yeah, but, yeah. you know, I've, I sold salon promotions on the street, I ushered at off-Broadway theaters, I sold merch for many years, yeah. I, you know, had temp jobs, I, like, I was always working to make money, yeah. because, at the end of the day, like, even if your parents are supporting you a little bit, you still have to find a way to yes. be financially stable. Yes. And even if you want to pursue this career. And, like, Stefan, if you've listened to that podcast, <laughs> um, he's even mentioned, like, yo, if you get a temp job, call out sick one day. If you got to go to an audition, like, mm-hmm. how the fuck are they going to know? Right. You know? Well, and, and the thing that's really interesting, I know we're sidetracking, but I have to say this. We sidetrack yes, all the time. and we Good will morning. get back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, the lifestyle is it's complicated and it's hard and different things work for different people. Mm -hmm. And there was something that I realized, I think when I was about 28, um, because you know, I, I spent years and I still do some brand ambassador work, which I'm trying to get Mm -hmm. out of, but you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's tough. I spent years uh, waitressing, bartending, uh, promotions, whatever, a lot of various things. Mm -hmm. But I was like, this isn't working for me. Like, Mm -hmm. why do I have friends that, you know, can waitress till two in the morning and wake up for an open call. And I realized something that it's really hard to hustle in the place you've grown up. Mm. So I think for me, and this might not be true for all native New Yorkers that are artists. So I'm just speaking for me. Um, this is my comfort, my comfort. It's, it's not always comfortable, but this is my home. This is my home. I didn't come to New York to be an actor. Mm -hmm. I was just here. Right. So if I stopped acting and I would be here, you know, I probably wouldn't leave New York anyway, but, but you know what I mean? Like this is my home. So I grew up seeing my parents, you know, my parents have art in their his, you know, their background, but my dad is a business owner. I grew up seeing people go to work, come home, my neighbors, blah, blah, blah. And that's what I know in this city. So it was hard for me. And, Mm -hmm. and once I finally accepted that, I, I, I think I started understanding what was going on inside of me and what more of what I needed. But Mm -hmm. this lifestyle is really hard and, and different things work for different people. And it's Mm -hmm. hard not to compare yourself to others and say, why is this person able to do this and this, or what is that person doing that they're, they're able to, Mm -hmm. to, you know, work all the time and still somehow pay their rent and like, but everybody's circumstances are different, you know, and, and you don't, you know, in social media, I mean, that has made things tough. If I I want to feel bad about myself, I will go on (laughs) on Facebook and I will look at people from high school and I'll be like, but they post what they want you to see. They, They post what they're comfortable with other people seeing. 
thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some people that overshare that, I, you know, I don't need to know your life to that extent. Yeah. Like, there was but... somebody who was, like, freezing their eggs to, oh, like, dear. make money. Wow. And they were, like, posting about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't need to know that. But that's what I mean. But but still, they're choosing to share that. So we see what people exactly. want us to see. And it's so hard not to get completely, like, obsessed yeah. or, or be affected by it because mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a lot of fucking issues and you know, I don't share them. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm like hunky dory on social media. I try to be truthful, but I don't, I'm somewhat private. And mm-hmm. also why do I want to burden anyone with like my shit? Yeah. Like I've had so many injuries throughout my twenties that yeah. no one would know yeah. it, because I don't talk about it yeah. on social media. I also don't like personally, if we're going to talk about like social media now, I majority of the stuff that I post on like Facebook, it's like about theater mm-hmm. because you know, for me, I'm like, I don't want people knowing my business, but I don't mind like knowing other people's business mm-hmm. because I'm like that. But also like I'm private on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I post more stuff probably on Instagram mm-hmm. than I do on Facebook. Even though if you're not friends with me on Facebook, you can't see a fucking thing on my Facebook. Right. Right. They're you sending. Know? Well, and then yeah. the tough thing is as an actor, you can't even some... search. Like if you Google me, my Facebook doesn't wow. come up. That's but, but as an actor, sometimes yeah. it's actually hard because you have to find the balance because yeah. my Instagram can, like, God, people... On so- a total side note, guys, at Theater... Th- what is it? At Theater Enthusiast Podcast. Yes. Please follow. It's theater with an ER because that's what it is. <laughs> so follow it. along. I post stuff on there. It's just my own yeah. personal one is private. Well, but what I'm yeah. saying... Exactly. So you're using that as a platform for mm-hmm. your podcast. Yeah. My, as of right now you know, my Instagram is, like, kind of a mix of professional and personal, but, like, but even on Facebook, like, I've seen auditions there, I've gotten tickets for things because of Facebook and groups I'm in, alumni groups I'm in, and so it's, like, hard to find the balance. what you could do is that if you have your own personal Instagram, you can make another Instagram for your professional acting. I know, and I'm, I, I think... Once I start building up my coaching a bit more, which mm-hmm. we can get into, I'm going to do that for that. Yeah. But I, the actor person is like my, you know, yeah. I think that's me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like the balance of that. But still, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? People sometimes ask for your handles. People sometimes look at Instagram before my website. Yeah. Like, I have a website for that. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's the thing now, too, because I've also mentioned it in podcasts in the past with people. It's like, how important do you think social media now plays and like getting cast in something because you know if you lot of, if you look at a lot of bios and the playbills, yep, a lot of people will yep. have their at, handle yep. at their Instagram or their whatever. Sometimes they'll have their website up. And somebody told me, and I don't know if this is true or not. I remember who told me where I heard it, but they said you know sometimes casting directors look at your Instagram to look at your followers. Um, I I thought that was only happening in like the film industry mm-hmm. because I've heard a lot. But I had a friend that told me even for a regional theater job, he knew somebody or he knew the casting. They couldn't decide between two actors, and they chose someone with more followers. That's even for regional theater, it's just crazy. like. And there's also, like, some actors I follow on Instagram, like, who don't have as many followers as, like, somebody else. And at the same time, it's like, how the hell do you get, like, this many followers? You know, I just, I I don't get it. There's, there's strategies, though, which is crazy. 38 followers on my podcast. Well, hopefully you'll have more. I'm going to promote it. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Tara Novigon. Anyway, back on track. Right. So, after Pace. Mm -hmm. So... So I interned at Telsey, which was very eye-opening. I've I've always been interested in casting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've casting. I love casting. I love casting. I had the best time casting the show I directed my senior year. Mm. What did you direct? How I Learned to Drive. Oh, cool. Which I'm like 
pissing my pants. Oh, anyone. I want to go see it. Yeah. Oh, it's like everybody who knows me, like. Yeah, that's and, great. Like it's been almost 11 years later and I'm yeah. still talking about yeah. it, which is a problem. Um, I may or not, I think I still have my like binder that, my directing binder that I that's carried amazing. around with me. That's great. But you know what it was too? It was like, and I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, sorry guys, but I mentioned I had a really tough senior year and it was shut and a large part of it was just trying to put up a show that I wanted to direct. Mm. Um, because I was, oops, hold, sorry. My mother just texted me guys. <laughs> that's what that ding was. Um, okay. She's telling me about plastic bags. Oh, oh yes, tomorrow. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how am I gonna like use plastic bags for my garbage in the I bathroom? I know. Honestly, that's what I've been thinking too. I hate. I just bought reusable bags for shopping, but I don't mind my garbage. Bag. Yeah, but you're gonna have to pay five cents. It's five cents. I go shopping and like I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> five cents is nothing. You yeah, but it adds up. Well, sorry, you have a full time job. You're not. <laughs> Believe me, it's not. It's not I'm anything kidding. exciting. No, but still, um, I'm, just, I'm joking. But anyway, getting back to how I learned to drive, what were we talking about? Yeah, so... Casting. Yes, casting. I, like, I had the best time casting that show, and Mm -hmm. I like to think that I can cast things very well. Like, we've played games Mm -hmm. on here before, like, Cast It or Cast Me, Mm -hmm. where I've, like, casted, like, revivals of shows or, like, movie musicals and stuff, like, in my head. I mean, granted, I'm in a large majority of them in my (laughs) head. Like, I will play Nellie Forbush in the South Pacific movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal, (laughs) <laughs> as Lieutenant Joe Cable. But this is also, like, ten years ago. Yeah. If it was, like, ten years ago, he would be, like, a great Cable. Like, Jack Black would be a great Luther Billis, but mm. now maybe James Corden. Right. I mean, yeah. times change. No, I I love casting. And I, I, for some reason, I've had this idea in my head, even though I, I do believe it's true, that, that it's really hard to cast if you pursue acting. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you just kind of can't. Though I talked to somebody while I was trying to get internships during grad school during the summer that was like, that's not true, who who worked for, like, the new group or something, but I still think it's true. Well, so, there is somebody who I know that I don't want to, like, name drop in the podcast because I don't want, I don't know if they would want me to say their name when in reference to this, but they worked for, like, a casting agency or, like, an agency or something. Like, maybe, like, an actual, like, agent. Mm. And they are also an actor. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, it's kind of hard to do it when, like, you're up against these people and you're putting them in for that and Mm. that's something you might want to do. Right. I also think if... And then I've had family members be like, well, why don't you, like, become an agent? And I was like, no, because then I would want to do that job. I think that if you... If you actually you know, full-on pursue being a casting director or an agent, more a casting director, you have mm-hmm. to, I, I think it would be hard. Like, I would need yeah. to not want to act anymore. Like, really, yeah. you know, but... Um, or cast a show that you don't want to be in. <laughs> right. But but what was interesting when I was in the room, so Telsey was re- really interesting. Um, it was full-time for s- four months, maybe? Um, maybe six months. Yeah, I think six months. And there were times I got to go in the room. And it was eye-opening for me because, you know, these... They were for appointments, I think, or EPAs, um, equity principal auditions for those that don't know what that means. They're required. Uh, they're complicated. I don't need to get into them. Yeah. But I would feel very different than the casting director. And I knew it because they would, you know, make a comment or put them in a pile. And I felt nothing from the person. And I was like, there you go. It is so subjective. And it's yeah. so hard to huh, to stomach that or to really believe that because what could you have done different in the room, blah, 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 but... Do you think it also depends on material that people pick? Um, well, yeah, I... Yes, um, 
that's why you know picking material that serves you being good at picking material is really important mm -hmm. um especially for for the actual piece you're going in I for. don't mean to like harbor on college because when I had um somebody on the last podcast I realized that the large majority of what I talk about is my time in college because mm -hmm. that's all I have theater wise yeah with, like pursuing it but I just and I mentioned this before on the podcast one of my favorite plays is proof mm. somebody came in to audition for me for how I learned to drive with a monologue from proof mm -hmm. there is no monologue in proof is there not there's no monologue in oh proof. interesting I I know the play but not that well yeah to know I that. mean, like, if there is, it's, like, not a minute long. Well, so what did they to, do? They cut people's lines out. And I honestly think that's created... very smart sometimes. No, sometimes... As it... long as it's done well. I've done that a lot of times. No, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But I think the fact that she's like, oh, I'm doing something from proof, and I said, oh, that's my favorite play, uh -huh. didn't really work in that person's favor. Right, and you just However, never know. Yeah. I will say that I was not a cruel person when direct casting, but I was just, like, for me personally, like, that didn't work. Right, well, that's... That's why I didn't Because do if it. you're, like, piecing... Sorry to, like, interrupt mm -hmm. you. But if it was, like, a conversation you and I are having... Yes. As opposed to, like, it being a paragraph and then cutting out a line and followed by another paragraph... Yes. That's fine. But oh, if you're cutting out, yes. like... Absolutely. People's sentences... Yes, that you can't ...to make that. a monologue, I think that's what unless that person did. Unless it's actually, did. you know... Unless it makes sense. But majority of the time, it won't. The person didn't get cast. Yes, that's fine. But, yes, I... Yeah. I, I think you know, picking good material is a skill, um, or get help if you, yeah. but you know, sometimes it's complicated because in this business, a lot of times you're expected to just have your like core things mm -hmm. and be able to just do them for any auditions, which has yeah. always been a tough one for me. Yeah. I don't need to go into that unless I do, but you can, <laughs> um, if you want to. I was just, you know, I, I like preparing for specific auditions when people mm -hmm. give me material. I love that. Yeah. Um, because then I can really, you know, have you ever been in. to auditions where like people give you the material to prep and you prep it and then you go in and they're like, oh, hey, by the way, do this? Um, occasional cold reads mm -hmm. um, and even songs. But honestly, sometimes I prefer that because they know they just gave it to me and then I can show my skill at how quickly I learn. Especially with music, I'm very quick with Look music. Look at Tara, like dropping the mic. Huh. Not I like an actual mic, I'm, guys. I'm trying to get better at, you know, self-praise because I'm yeah. not always good at that. I, you... As, like, mama bear to many people, like, you need to be better with it. I know that I'm mm -hmm. fucking fantastic. I say yeah, it to myself no, it's all good. the time. Yes. Maybe it's overconfidence. But <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Uh, it works for you. But, Thank um... You. So, let's, you know, let's move on. Oh, yes. Because, so, after Pace, you were with Chelsea. Yes, I was at Chelsea so, for... Sorry, six months. Six months. And then, you know, I think it was 2009, uh... March happened, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is my life? I don't know what to do. And it's funny, after grad school, I knew how I might feel, so it didn't, it wasn't the same, even though yeah. it was like 11 years later, but, yeah. but still. Um, I freaked out. I really did. I was like, I don't know how to live. Um, and I like knowing, as I yeah. said. Though, why am I doing this then? <laughs> why yeah. am I choosing this, this path if yeah. I like knowing? So... I think at the time... I just realized who you look like to me. Who? I have a cousin named Barry. Oh. And if, like, you... If she and Leah Michelle had a left child, uh, it would be you. You know, it's funny. Sometimes I thought that that's the reason why I didn't get the ensemble replacement, because I kind of resemble her, and to be on stage with her mm -hmm. would be weird. I don't know. That's what I, I thought If it makes time. you feel any better, when I was, like, 20, 30 pounds skinnier, somebody... Like, I had two different people, like, you look like Leah Michelle, and I'm like, I think you're wrong. You. <laughs> yeah. No, she's she's beautiful. Yeah. Um, And so... I think that that summer, I, I was just like, all right, I'm going to try to audition. I didn't have representation. I, you know, I was living at home. And, you know, I, I was like, I'm going to follow this musical theater path. 
Um, and then that summer I started waitressing a bit and then I booked a job. I booked rent um, at the Angaman Theater in Northport, Long Island. Mm -hmm. um, I was in the ensemble and I played Mimi's understudy and I got to go on once, which was terrifying, uh, but thrilling uh, because we didn't really rehearse, but I knew my shit because yeah. I practice at home because too. Because it's Tara and she knows Yeah, and shit. it's me. I... Hey guys, we're back. We took another quick break. This is like the most breaks I've ever taken in the oh, podcast. Well, we had, we're drinking water. We're we ladies. We needed a bathroom break. Yes, bathroom anyway, break. so Tara knows her shit when she was yes. performing as Mimi. I got. I actually got to play the role uh, a few years late. A few years, like five years later, mm -hmm. um, at the Gallery Players in Brooklyn. So it was, it was all mine that time. Let me hear something really funny, and sure. it just popped into my head. Somebody who was like a theater or musical theater major when I was a freshman. I remember her coming into my English class, like, dressed a certain way. And she's like, I just came back from, like, an audition for Rent. And she said to me, she's like, you can play Mimi. I'm like, yeah, like a white pasty Jew from Long Island. Like, no. Oh, my God. But I was very funny. flattered because yeah. I do love that song without you. Yeah, I love that mm -hmm. song, too. Yeah, no, it was – so that was my first professional job after college. Um, and, you know, every, every year was different mm -hmm. after that, you know, it – it was exciting, and it's funny, that was the last, so those were the last EMC points I think I got. I just worked non-union. That's equity membership candidate. You get points towards getting your card, um, and then... Do you have your equity card I now? do. I got it in 2015. Do you think, so I just remember, like, graduating or, like, in the midst of graduation or whatever, a lot of people were talking the difference between, like, having your equity card and your non-equity card and what would be better for auditioning and getting parts. Well, um, if you, I don't think, it's funny, I think it depends on the person. Mm -hmm. I think it's important, um, I don't think everybody should have their equity card right away because their resume might not support that, but also now there's so there's so much opportunity for non-ec, especially if you're like a dancer mm -hmm. ensemble, all these non-union non tours are out. Um, it's funny. I haven't even worked. I, I haven't worked in equity contracts since I got my card. Um, I've done like readings and certain things that were, you know, showcase code. So technically I have, but I could have been non-ec for that, but I did go to grad school. So whatever, but yeah. it's hard. Um, there's a different level of competition. Mm -hmm. um, but I was, when I got my card, I was ready for that next step. Like mm -hmm. I thought my resume supported my skill mm -hmm. and what I could offer. And yeah. So what did you play in company in college? Total side. I note. played Marta, which oh, another hundred people. That, that I, song is so now hard. I remember that's I right in my break. If you, I totally remember that now. I was on a scooter. Did you know I, that? I didn't see that. Production. I had to ride in on a scooter. I was like, Trey, really? So I remember I were, I practiced, I did this a lot for, for another show I did. But I would try to run on the treadmill and sing that song. That's you know, what my voice teacher said I should do. You know how I learned about doing that was from the search for the next Elle Woods on MTV. <laughs> and I did um, Dog Sees God, Confessions of a Teenage mm. Blockhead, like first semester of senior year. And I, I played CB Sister. I think I saw that. Did you go back to pace for it? I feel like I saw it. I was very good in that. Anyway, so I, again, tooting up my own horn. As you should. Up, like, yeah. Yes. Kissing my own ass, guys. Um, but no, the reason I say that is because I had to do this very physical monologue mm -hmm. in the show and I'm like not in the best shape, but then I realized like, oh, so, and I claustrophobic took me a very long mm. time to like take an elevator, which mm. I feel like everybody knew me that I took the stairs up to like, the I remember floor. that. Oh yeah. I had a great ass guys. Oh my God. Um, 
but so you take would, elevators now? Yes. Wow. I had to get over it because I temped at a fragrance company that was on like the 18th floor of the building. So I'm like, I kind of had to. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I'm like the elevator's taking forever, I'll take the stairs down. Yeah. I should be better with like, you know, physical activity more. I mean, I worked out before you came here. I've been better, but I'm like, maybe I'll take the stairs tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe I mean... I'll do that later. Anyway. But, um, when I would walk up the stairs to my apartment, I lived on the eighth floor of this building freshman year with like, no senior year with like two other people. I would do the monologue mm-hmm. while walking up the stairs. Yeah. So when it came time to doing the show, I wasn't like jumping around and being out of breath talking about wanting to be a platypus. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. That song too is really hard because it lives like mm-hmm. right in my, my personal break, like mm-hmm. where my voice kind of shifts to yeah. like the more mixier head mm-hmm. voice. So that was hard. But um, yes, I played Marta. Yes, I don't know that But now there's boyfriends in the revival. I know. It's so, I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited about it. I'm so excited. I just, like, I'm worried about Katrina Lang's voice with it. I love her. She's oh, so me good. too. She's so hot. They probably transformed, uh, transforms, transposed. Maybe. You know? I hope so. Maybe. I heard her sing a Sondheim song, and I was like, I don't know, guys. Really? I, yeah, but I'm also, like, very cynical sometimes, but mm. most of the time I'm not. Um, but I'm just, I really love company and, um, I don't know it as well as other people do, but I just remember seeing like the revival of it that they last did with Raul Esparza. Yeah, I saw that. And I have like the cast album from that. And I just like remember in college, like really, and I sing Being Alive in the Shower. Yeah. I I fucking love Marry Me a Little. I love that song, Being Alive. I think Marry Me a Little is like a very underrated song Mm. compared to Being Alive. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a great song. Uh, just anything Sondheim. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because he's he's the actor's musical theater writer. Mm-hmm. He writes stories. He writes yeah. songs with stories. And mm-hmm. it's a gift as an actor to be able to sing one of his songs yeah. because you can, I mean, you can analyze that text or, or work through the text in a, in a very specific way that you can't do. Uh, for all for all composers mm-hmm. and everybody has a different style. But I just yeah. love. I love the opportunity to do that, and I also like, you know, recitative, like speak singing and a lot of mm-hmm. his things. You know, you don't have to yeah. be an exquisite singer to do Sondheim yeah. all the time because you're actually, like, saying words. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Although, I thought he was great. It's interesting, too, because I saw, like I said, I saw him in City Center and then on Broadway, and I was like, oh, he got voice lessons. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, he sounded a little, like, Mandy Patinkin-ish. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, just my great. own thing. Like, there's, I'm, like, currently obsessed with like Harry Styles mostly he's just like super hot I'm like, I feel like su- a lot of people are I'm on like such a Harry Styles kick right now <laughs> um he's just like really nice to look at but I've listened to his album isn't he like 20 he's 26 oh I'm not I'm older, older than I thought yeah, yeah. I, and it's funny you know what's funny like I don't know like any wonder I know like two One Direction songs and I just remember when they were out I'm like oh I like that guy, because he looks like the guy from Downton Abbey, <laughs> and I knew who Harry Styles was because he yeah. dated Taylor Swift. Oh, Other right, than yeah. that, I didn't really like. But that was also like after our time. Like we weren't. No, exactly. Our, our generation was like Backstreet, Backstreet Boys, Boys and In Sync. Yes, I was also, ninety-eight degrees, kind of. But they yeah, were. You know. I was also a huge O Town fan. I. Wait, like, oh, I, I was I, thinking of Together the other day. Do you remember that? Yeah, I posted this. I, my last Instagram, on my personal Instagram account, I did a throwback Thursday and I posted a photo oh of Together. I love them. And he died. QT. QT. And they did like a benefit concert uh, like 10 years ago or something. I love Together. Yeah. I, I like how the album I would you listen know, to. I always, it. me too. I would always <laughs> say to myself, like, if I'm ever famous enough to be on Jimmy Fallon and do lip sync battle, like, what songs <laughs> yeah. would I do? And, like, one of the songs, like, in my head that I would do is Calculus by Together. So good. 
Yeah. It was a good album. There were it, other it songs was, on it that were good. No, I put it, it on my great. Spotify like a few weeks ago just they, to... They had two albums out. Yes. And I had both of them. Yeah, I did too. And then they're like music video the for like the first... I have them in my apartment mm-hmm. somewhere. The, I remember the first song off their new album, they did a making of the video and they did like a yes. TRL thing. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> Memories. Ugh, yes. The 90s, they were a good time. Yeah. Anyway, getting back yes. to like H Styles. Yes. But like... This is where the other things part of the podcast comes into play, guys. <laughs> um, there's, like, two albums on his songs, and they're, like, they're really good. And one of them kind of is, like, a little Beatles-y to me with, like, mm-hmm. the music, how, like, later on Beatles. Mm-hmm. And there's this band that, you know, John Gallagher Jr. I love him. I was just watching him in Modern Love the other day. I love John Gallagher. I love him, too. Yeah. I'll tell you my John Gallagher stories later. Okay. It's kind of bad. He's such a good actor. I love he him. really such is. A good but he has, I will say, though, I didn't love him in Long Day's Journey and Tonight. Oh, I, I didn't like, see that. I feel like he was a little too modern for the show. Mm. But he's doing um, a musical in California. I saw the this, Abbott like, Brothers start, one. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. He's also a huge Abbott Brothers fan. That works. And I know this because I saw him at one of their concerts mm-hmm. and I went there because I thought I would see him. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I know. Because <laughs> I was like when I was in college and yeah. didn't know what my life was. Do we um, ever really know what our life is, though? Do we now know? What I mean, life? I don't think I know. I mean, I'm a lady of a certain... It's funny, because I'm... <laughs> a lady of a certain age. I'm a lady... I've turned for her for this year. And oh, I feel like as, as soon as I turned for her for I was like, wow, I feel like a lot of the things I've been saying to people and things in my head, I'm like, wow, I'm like, I'm feeling like an adult. And I was No, giving, I know. I'm giving advice these days. It's like... There's this else? girl who I work with at a hotel, and I and I felt like such a Wendy Williams moment. Like, <laughs> girl has to be like this. And she was having fr- issues with a guy friend of hers. And we, we don't have to get into it, because it's not my business to tell this person's business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I pretty much gave her life advice and I straight up told her, I'm like, this is what you need to say to the person and you have to be prepared for this person not to be your friend anymore. And the Mm. person like never responded or he responded. And I said like, you know what, honestly, like you have to stop being so upset about it because you did everything that you could do to try to make the situation better and he's just not accepting it or whatever. Yeah. So there, like, what does he want from you? Like your firstborn child? Like you shouldn't worry about it anymore. Like you have to move on. Yeah. Well, and if that was her honest yeah. choice and need at the time, then yeah. we can't control what other people think exactly. about us. Exactly. And it was Ugh, it was like know. a silly situation that shouldn't have happened, but she wasn't thinking and. Mm. You know, and she apologized as much as she could. And I'm like, you apologize. Like, there's, what else does he want from you? Like, clearly he's upset. He might take him a while to get over it. He might not. Like, you have to, like, let it go and let him come to you because you can't just be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so what were we talking about? Oh, the Harry Styles? John Gallagher. Oh. Yeah, so there's also, he was in this band called Old Springs Pike mm-hmm. when he was in, like, Spring Awakening. Mm. And then he left the band, and the band is now called the Spring Standards. And mm. if you don't know who they are, I don't know if they're, like, together as much as they were years ago. Yeah, I don't know but they, they were a really good band. It's kind of like a folky band. Mm. And he has a song on there that legitimately could be one of their songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the Harry Styles thing came up, but that's yeah. My how thoughts. did that came up? I don't know, up. but I had. You know what? I had to say it to someone. I said it to my friend that's last fine. night. I'm all good hearing about yeah. Harry Styles. <laughs> so let's like move on. Okay, I mean, we can just talk about like how beautiful he is. For I, like, I don't figured really have out an how to do like a Harry him. Styles I dance. Even, yeah, I don't know much. I did post on my Insta on my theater enthusiast podcast. Follow at theater enthusiast podcast on Instagram. I did post one of my like the post before yours was. This is me with casting in my head. I said seven to ten years, Harry Styles' guy in the revival of Once. 
And I oh, strongly, I think I saw that. I strongly stand by that. Cool. 100%. I don't know that show that well. I wish I did. Um, I haven't seen the film. It's one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, I need to. I will, it's not a musical for everybody. Yeah. And I always tell I this when I talk to guests at the hotel or just like even people in life. Like, just because I didn't like something. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really love Beautiful, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean like you're not going to like it. You know what yes, I mean? It doesn't. I love Beautiful. Yeah, I everybody love has the thing, you know? Yes. Um. I called it the poor man's Jersey Boys, but that's just what? my feelings. Not saying Carol King was bad. No. Like, I didn't love the show. And it had absolutely nothing to do with the music. It had mm-hmm. nothing to do with the cast. It had nothing. It just wasn't for, like, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the Knights. Mm. And people think I'm crazy for that. You know? But, you know, the there's a lot of people who aren't a fan of the musical once. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love once. There's not a lot of people who are fans of Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. But that's one of my all-time favorites of all time, you know. So mm. everybody has their own, of course, yeah, thing. That's so, the beauty of this life. Like, exactly, we can't all agree. So let's fast forward. Yes. So I feel like because we've been talking a lot about your life, like what do I do with my life outside of college? And we've been yeah. taking breaks, so I feel like we've been here for five years. But I'm not <laughs> saying it's a bad thing. So what made you decide to go to grad school? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. So um, a, a few things. It's funny. So I never. I never thought I'd go to grad school ever. Uh, part of me, there was one point in my twenties where I was like, you know, maybe I'll go to grad school. But I, I'd always, I had never thought about going for acting because I was like, what is that gonna, what is that gonna do for me? Like, but really, I was like, yeah. I'm gonna be in debt, and I'm, I don't know if there's a payoff, right? Mm-hmm. So I was considering music education because mm-hmm. I was like, I could teach music, maybe. Blah, blah. I have a friend who went to graduate school for theater education. Yeah, but for music specifically. Yeah. Um, and then I think a few things happened. I think in 2015, I had some really incredible theater jobs that I think um, really um, really grounded me in a different way in my craft that it, in the craft that I in my craft as it was then. Um, one of those things was um, doing hair at Playhouse on Park. Um, the director there, Sean Harris, who is still one of my best friends to date. Uh, I had never worked with a director. I'd also that... just like to put out there, like, I'm available to be cast in shows as well. <laughs> just saying. Or if you want me to direct something. Dominic LaRuffo was on oh, last, yes, last know, podcast. Yeah. And we talked about him wanting to do Bug, and I said, I will totally direct you in Bug. That's awesome. I did not see them their production of Bug in College, because I know what oh, the... did they do Bug? Well, that was... Is that I, Tracy? That's Tracy That's Letts, Tracy right? Letts, yeah. who's doing the minutes now yes, on Broadway, which, which I have yes. to see with yes. Carol King herself, Jesse Mueller, and Arnie yes, Hammer. Yes, and yes, 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 yes. But um, I didn't see Bug in college because I just, I know what the show is and it's like a little bit of, bleh, I can't speak English apparently, it's a little bit of a thriller and that's not really like mm-hmm. the genre I usually like sit and watch mm-hmm. and be suspenseful, but I, I mean, I'll direct it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I hadn't worked with a director yet that I think really got me mm-hmm. and allowed me to like explore the character in myself, but also gave me the confidence to do that and like really cared about the acting so much because mm-hmm. sometimes... Is this person an actor? He was. Um, yeah. He still is occasionally. He's a teacher. Uh, he's the artistic director of Playhouse on Park and teaches uh, at a Where private school Playhouse on Park? in uh, West Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. Um, he's a director, casting he casts for them uh, and was an actor slash occasionally still, but he's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I started to... That was like the beginning of my my self-trust um and then in so then even when I came back from all my theater jobs I was still like what's next oh life blah blah blah. 
And then I actually met my my boyfriend um, at the beginning of 2016. And it's interesting when you... And they're adorable too, by the way. <laughs> I've never you. met him, but I've seen the photos. Yes. Yes, he's a wonderful, wonderful person. Is he also an actor? Um, he was. He occasionally does it still, but uh, he originally moved here for the publishing industry. He, he's been writing again, and he is in the mixology field. Uh, so he teaches classes and consults and... Cool. We live weird lives. Um, so... When I met him, it was interesting because we were talking before, I can't remember if we were on the air for this, but when you're in a healthy, when you, when you're in a healthy relationship, I think that that, you know, you don't, you change, but for the better, but, but that person inspires you to like better yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I got in this relationship and I was like, oh my God, I have a partner now. And you know, let's, let's just be together and like, fuck my life and my career. I was like, what is my life? What is mm -hmm. my career? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was doing all this brand ambassador stuff and not really auditioning as much because I, cause we had moved in together at, at a certain point and I was like, I got to pay rent now because I was living with my parents on and off. Um, and then, I don't know, it was something, I think because I, first of all, I never really got the acting education I wanted as we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. I was always trying to do it, you know, like yeah. I, I didn't get into LaGuardia for Did that. You Think about taking acting classes, like... I did a Meisner intensive um, mm -hmm. at one point in 2011, um, which was... The repetition stuff was hard for me because of, like, certain obsessive tendencies I have and, like, finding the perfect task. Um, it, like, gave me migraines. Uh, I like Meisner in a certain respect regarding listening and responding, but uh, it was just a six-week thing. But I, you know, I always knew, and I also know that I, f I am better in focused environments when it's, like, all-inclusive, all-or-nothing. Mm -hmm. So I was like, even if I went to a studio, I would still have to work, and I don't know if, yeah. you know. So I never got in the acting education I wanted. Um, I also knew that, you know, if I don't perform forever, mm -hmm. or if I don't pursue it, I want to work in the theater no matter what. Mm -hmm. so and that's like, why I wanted Tara on the podcast, guys, <laughs> because as we all know, what the podcast is, and I've mentioned in the past, like, that's why I'm so happy you're on this podcast. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for asking Yay. me. And it's like a reunion. Tara yes. and Sydney, I'm like, Tara. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. You look exactly the same. Oh, I you do. You do too, though. Thank you. Yeah. I moisturize. Yes. I try to take care of my skin. I always say yes. I look better with age anyway. I think so. I, think I didn't look this good in college. You look great. Thank you. You did then, too. But, um, so... She's so good, guys. I'm trying to keep her around. <laughs> Tara. Tara, you're Oh, my God. Um, so... Wait, what was I saying? You were uh, talking about graduate school. Yes, yes. So... Oh, yes. So, if I wasn't going to perform, I knew that I wanted to work in theater. I wasn't mm -hmm. sh completely sure in what capacity because I had thought of administrative stuff. I was interested in casting. I was interested in this. Um, I was also having trouble in musical theater. And it was funny because for a while I think I blamed musical theater mm -hmm. because I was like, I can't find my place. I was like, people don't know what to do with me. I, you know, I am ethnically ambiguous, which is, is actually, people are always like, oh, that's such a good thing. And I was like, I don't know. I've had trouble because people really don't know where to put me. Mm -hmm. And I look very young, but as I'm getting older, I have a more mature energy. And they're also casting people that are actually the age for these things, right? Mm -hmm. And so... I was really having trouble finding my place, and I think I was just fed up with the business. So I was like, I want to study acting. Um, now that I look back at it, I, I love musical theater. I really do. I love the art form of it. I love storytelling through song. I think it's so important and exciting, and there's nothing like it. When, it, when it's done like raw and 
and authentic and honest and it's mm-hmm. just incredible. It, it, you know, you feel through your whole body, right? Yeah. Um, when you're watching, when you're, even when you're doing it, whatever. But I think as I went to grad school, as, as I continued my grad school experience, I think what I realized was that I was ready to actually face myself mm-hmm. and I hadn't done that. I wasn't ready yet. And so maybe I was blaming musical theater, but, uh, I, I still think I needed a break. I still think I needed some space mm-hmm. from just life. Yeah. I think I needed to, to buckle down and study and, and kind of get some more tools in my tool belt. Mm-hmm. I really had always wanted to get a solid acting education. I never did. So where did you go to graduate school? At Brooklyn College here what in the city. What made you decide Brooklyn College? So it was interesting. I feel like this happens to me a lot where like sometimes the decision is made for me, which is okay. Um, I originally thought that I needed to leave New York. I was literally like, I thought it was the city. You know, in TJ, my boyfriend and I had talked about it. I was like, well, I'm going to try to leave for grad school. He was very supportive. And we're like, we'll try to make it work. <laughs> like, yeah. And most of those programs are three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I How applied long is the Brooklyn one? Two. So, okay. but it's, it's like literally full. You're only in class for, you know, the semesters, but I was having summer and winter assignments. I had to write a thesis. That's a whole oh, nother. Wow. Yes. People don't usually think like I should have an MA too. Like yeah. I, I, I became a better writer. Um, but I was originally thinking, you know, I got to go. Um, I think it's New York. Like I love this place, but I'm, I'm really struggling here. And so I only applied to schools that were not here. I didn't apply to one school here. Um, Can I ask where you applied? Oh, God. Uh, And I tried to apply to places that uh, were free rides, too, because I was like, I don't want to be in debt. Um, I applied to UCSD, uh, uh, FSU, Yale. I was aiming for the sky. Um, If I ever were to go back, I would apply for Juilliard. Yes. You got to do it, right? Yeah. USC... Um, Somebody who I actually put in How I Learned to Drive is Emma Faison at Columbia. Oh, wow. But she's also, like, disgustingly talented. Yeah. But you know what? Even when she was a freshman, you knew. But I also think... I think a name is just a name sometimes. And, you know, and it's funny because I can say to myself, oh, my God, I didn't get in all those schools. And, like, the natural me, honestly, is, like, you know, of course I didn't get in. And, like, you know, I... I, I, Brooklyn College was the perfect place for me. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm, maybe I can't get into those name schools, but I don't think there's so many factors these days that yeah. doesn't always even have to do with just talent. Mm-hmm. There's st- statistics that they have to offer to certain just yeah. groups. Um, or maybe I'm just not right for their program. Yeah. The older I've gotten and the more rooms I've been in, everything is energy. And it's, it's been tough. It's sometimes tough to stomach it as, as an actor who's always feeling judged. But some of my auditions that I don't feel as good about I know that I am just not connecting with the people on the other side of the table mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. Yeah. It's hard to, to, to mm-hmm. know that, but, but so I forgot the other school. <laughs> there were a few other schools. Well, I think USC, yeah. UCLA maybe. Anyway, I was at the audition for Rutgers actually. So that's another school and Brooklyn college was just at Ripley Greer. And I, uh, I went in and I was like, hey, maybe I should, like, examine this just mm-hmm. in case I, A, don't get anywhere and for an option in the city. Yeah. Um, and the interim head at the time was was great, really sweet. Um, and she was like, you know, we can have you, because I didn't want to audition that day. It was just, like, yeah. too much. So they're like, we'll have you come to campus. And mm-hmm. and so I did. Um, 
And I really felt just such a different energy there than I had at the other auditions that was more personal mm-hmm. and nurturing. Um, and not in a babying way, but I, I need, I needed nurturing. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to really deal with yourself, which that's what an acting MFA is, you need the support and yeah. the honest support and, and the encouragement, but in a way that isn't, you know, condescending or like, you know, babying, but, but, but constructive, mm-hmm but still warm. I I need warmth. Right. And so, you know, I ended up only getting in there once again, but, um, it's okay. Like it was, I was thrilled. Like I, I probably would have chosen that actually, even if I hadn't had gotten into another school because I did realize too, that it wasn't New York. I needed to leave. It was just what I was, it was how I was living. I needed a shift. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I ended up there. Um, we ended up moving to Brooklyn uh, because I could. We were in Harlem at the time, and that commute would have been hell. So, um, yeah, yeah. So this was a two-year program. You it was were a saying? two-year program. I just graduated okay. in May of last Congratulations. year. Congratulations! Yeah. Applause. <laughs> Things away. So, what would you say are like the most meaningful? Yes. I'm trying again. I know you don't like saying. Best. No, it's this is more. Uh, this is more recent, so I yeah. can, I feel like I can talk okay, about so it great. a little more. So, uh, what would you say? Do you, did you get the acting education that you have been longing for yes. with this program? Um, yes, I still am like so intrigued. We did get some Shakespeare. I still feel like I need more, but there's not enough time in the day to like even do all this Shakespeare. You, you know, Shakespeare books I have that I could give you. Yes. No, seriously. Yeah. I will take them from you. Great. I do have a textbook, though. I'm keeping that. That's fine. I, have, I have a textbook, too. I did a uh, monologue in college from As You Like It, mm-hmm. and afterwards, the professor's like, so you're a performance whore? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Well, it was a yeah. great monologue. So, it was Rosalind. And, yeah. I mean, what did I get to say? Your bugle eyeballs near your cheek of cream that contain your spirit to my worship. Oh, my God. And my so friends needy. are like, that's such a great line. Yes. There's so many. Um Brooklyn College was amazing. It was it was the hardest thing I've ever done, mm-hmm. and I am so grateful for it. Um, the professors are are beautiful people who are encouraging and knowledgeable, um, and they do not try to mold you. They the 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 point of that was I, w- I was unpeeling the layers. Mm-hmm. I had to f- immediately. I, I, I started realizing all of my insecurities and all of my habits. Mm-hmm. We have a choice not to make, not to, we have a, cho- a habit, we have a choice, right? Even if it's subconscious. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times our habits are subconscious, but yeah. ultimately we have a choice. Um, interest, you know, I, um, oh my God, what was I going to say? <laughs> Sometimes it leaves me. It happens. Um, yeah. Do you think that you became more confident in yourself after this program? Well, because you've been saying a lot in this podcast where you just like a lot of it is internal and you're figuring it out for yourself. Yeah. Do you think having gone through the program that you got to learn more about yourself more as a person? And do you think that'll definitely help you further? Well, that's, that's impacted my work immensely. Um, understanding how and why I do things and how it affects my work. Um, you know, I have a lot of issues with control and, uh, knowing and, uh, the, the, the unknown. And I have a huge fear of judgment, which I'm trying to be very which open about. Which is great for acting. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. But, but in a way that like I judge myself yeah. or others because yeah. I'm scared of being judged. I think uh, also a, for a lot approval. of times like people, you know, people like, who's like your biggest 
what is it, like, the person who's the hardest on you. And I feel like a lot of the time, sometimes for actors, it's themselves. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, They're also, very yeah. of themselves. And, you know, this is another thing after I turned 30, I also realized, I was like, no one gives a shit. Like, mm-hmm. it only gets better after 30 because yeah. you, you kind of come into yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But, but regarding, you know, my habits and stuff, it was interesting, too, because I had never, the concept of release mm-hmm. in terms of this craft was never put upon me at all. Yeah. Um, and that the focus is on the other person, mm-hmm. always. I think a lot of times in musical theater, even if it's, you know, n- not meant to be pushed upon you, the focus becomes on the self. There's so much to get done. Uh, even if you're singing a song out, you know, to somebody else, you know, mm-hmm. out into the audience, but it's to somebody else, the focus is still on the self. There's a lot of talk. You know, music, there's there's something to get yeah. right, right? I, I, I had a tendency to need to know the answer to get things right. And so as the two years went on, I was unpeeling a lot of layers. Um, there were two really beautiful roles that I I got to have while I was there. One uh, one act that I did called Take the Car, I got to play two roles and switch between them, uh, switch between, between the two women uh, in different ages and by different character. And so I had to make all these physical choices and with my voice, my body, mm-hmm. my uh, all of my work, um, so that the audience could know. And I talked to a lot of people and they knew, which they, they could follow, which was great. Um, so yeah, I think it has changed, it changed me cellularly. Like Mm -hmm. I, I actually say that because, um, regardless of what I do for the rest of my life, Mm -hmm. I needed to face myself. I really did. I was hiding in myself. I have this tendency, you know, when I'm insecure, I either push I push and hold back simultaneously in my work, yeah. specifically, mm-hmm. which uh, a few of my professors pinpointed that. And I was like, holy shit, yes. Um, and one technique that I studied that was incredible for me called, was called lucid body. And it's a physical technique for actors, but we use the chakras to, to and apply them to character. But you at first have to apply them to yourself. So understanding my energy centers and which ones were imploded and exploded and spastic. <laughs> I apply it to my work too, but, um, it did, a, it did give me some more confidence, but it also made me accept that, you know, it's okay that I, I mean, it's still hard every day for me to like accept making mistakes and, and take risks because I, I well, also at the end of the day too, if I can give you some motherly Jewish advice, nobody's perfect. No, I know, but that's just how I operate. Yeah. Like, and I think, you know. I'll say this. Everybody shits on the toilet and farts. Yes. Even if they don't, they yes. do. Yes. You know, everybody puts their pants on. Yeah. However they do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We all have stuff. And I totally get where you're like, I'm a perfectionist and all of these no, things. No, and I've, I've shed a lot of this. Yeah. And I think grad school helped me do my that. Shoe, guys. No. Um, you know what's so funny to me is that you kept saying let go and into the unknown, and I kept thinking Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even seen Frozen. I, I, I haven't seen the I'm embarrassed to say that. No, it's I've never fine. even seen I any of it. Love I want to. I tried to watch it once, but it wasn't like the streaming was messed up. I don't know. It's fine. You'll see yeah. it eventually. But but so I think I feel like and, and so at the end of grad school, we actually had to write these solo pieces for my voice class, mm-hmm. which that was a lot, and and mine was. Um, it was centered around, um, <laughs> the, 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 the overall concept was ex- self-accept, the journey to self-acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think I've had a lot of trouble throughout my life accepting 
unpeeling enough to, to actually be like, even knowing what was under there because I cared so much about what people thought or I thought, I tried to be what people, what I thought people saw, you know? And so as I've gotten old, as I've kind of gone through this program and accepted a lot about myself and also accepted that it's okay, like I might, not everyone's going to like me, not, you know, I'm, I'm trying to really make choices that, are truthful to me in my work and in my life. Um, yeah, I don't even know if I'm saying anything right no, now. I, totally I feel like I'm just saying. going on yeah. a tangent of like self care no, and self love. But that's it's part of it. But it's part of it. It is. Yeah. We are our instrument, right? Mm-hmm. As actors, I am my instrument. As an actor, I am my instrument. I have to understand this somewhat mm-hmm. and be comfortable in my body. Yeah. To be able to throw it all away and completely delve into the maybe the psyche of somebody else, right? Yeah. You use yourself. You can't not use yourself in your work. People yeah. put things. You don't put things on top of yourself. Yeah. You use yourself to to honestly communicate what a, what a character needs and wants and is trying to do to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. All those things. So you graduated. I graduated. Congratulations again. Thank you. So now tell the kids at home what you're doing. Yes. A lot of things are happening now. Um, There's some exciting things and a lot of things that I'm trying to hone in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm auditioning, you know, I'm, I, I... Are you auditioning for musical theater or are you auditioning both. for straight... Okay. Um, Do you have representation? I am freelancing with a manager right now, mm-hmm. uh, currently. Who may or may not live in who, who is in your building, which is strange. Listen, yeah. you can always be like, hey girl, I'm here. Yeah. I'll be like, come up, yeah. have some water out of your waitress mug. I will next time yeah. that I visit. So, so that's been, um, that's one relationship that has... Uh, I am freelancing with them, but exclusively. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like they represent me, but there's no contract. Um, so they send me in for a little bit of film and TV as well. Um, I'm ultimately more interested in theater, but mm-hmm. the, 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 the bills, like, the I bills. I can see you do like a guest spot on like SVU. Yeah. Well, I just got some new headshots that were more like type driven. Mm-hmm. And so she wanted something that I could be like the young lawyer. Yeah. Um, so I got like a more corporate look. Um, I saw it on Facebook. Yeah, thank you. Nice. Yes. Um, so yes, I've been auditioning. Actually, it's funny because I just auditioned for like three musicals last week. So it's mm-hmm. like, it, it varies, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm auditioning. Um, I started substitute teaching mm-hmm. uh, for the New York City Department of Education, which has been a really great uh, supplement to my income because mm-hmm. it's very flexible and I and that's been good. And if other things are slower. Um, I did start coaching. And so that... Um, I've started working with my my colleague, uh, Pace alum, and very good friend, Melanie Anderson, who is uh, an acting coach and college prep coach. Where is she based? South Jersey. So she does like South Jersey Philly. So she first contacted me, um, and this is how I realized like what what I'm really enjoying. She first Mm -hmm. contacted me to consult one of her uh, students. Uh, She has me do some monologue, uh, picking out monologues for her students too, which which I've been loving, and now my knowledge of plays is like, Mm -hmm. woo, since grad school. And I think I'm good, actually, at, like, cutting up a monologue, if need yeah. be, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, but so what she wanted to tell me was she was going to send me a video of, of her student doing her, um, her. I think at this point it was just monologues. Um, I did coach this person in person with Melanie when I visited. But she sent me a video of the monologue and asked me to give her some written feedback. That was, you know, constructive. And I was, so while I was doing this, you know, and I... I pride myself in like the language I use. I learned mm-hmm. a lot during grad school. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that I'm very detailed in what I see and how I can um, express that in a constructive but also like encouraging way. Um, and so I had given that back to Melanie and it was like like night and day. She, she, you know, there was just so much. And I was like, this is something. Like mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy like this specific thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what I'm hoping to do in the coming months is, is build, you know, I, I still work for her and I'm, I'm available for coaching, but building my own business in terms of, of this consultation work with like sending me a video and I will give you really detailed, good written feedback and also Skype sessions. I want to start it online cause I think there could be a market mm -hmm. for, um, for, for national stuff and I can contact troops or stuff like that. Um, one other exciting thing um, that I'm hoping takes off, uh, I had an audition through Brooklyn College for Audible, mm -hmm. for audiobooks, um, and we had a workshop with them. They brought us all in for private auditions, and I passed their rigorous test, That's apparently. That's very exciting. Yeah, so um, I'm waiting to hear for when a book becomes available that, that I am right for, but I'm also going to make a reel as soon as possible mm -hmm. um, to try to get my own work. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been interested in audiobooks. It's a really tough industry to break into, yeah. but I know, even when I was at the audition with the producer, I was like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. this this is where I lie. I like intimate, like, one-on-one -on -one stuff. Mm -hmm. I love storytelling. I like working with recordings because I've had a lot of studio experience as a singer. Um, so yeah, I'm really hoping that could be a thing because you can also just try voiceover too. Yes. Again, I'm interested in that too. There's so many things. How do There's you? So many things. But but then I'm trying to still pay my bills and like so Girl, trying to hone in. Like, try and do it all. I mean, which I am. But yeah. but again, and staying sane during this and and self care. Yeah. Because uh, that's I'm a just... big proponent in self care. Yeah. I even tell people like even if you have to take five minutes and go to the bathroom. And just sit on the toilet yeah. oh. and just breathe. Yeah. You gotta do it. Yeah. No, I've been I've been really much better about that. I started meditating and uh, trying to take care of my body in different ways, but that takes time too. So yeah. it's just it's the balance is is real. The balance is hard, and mm -hmm. uh, that's why I'm hoping to start making money in ways that I love to mm -hmm. supplement my auditioning. You know, um, because I I'm just at a point in my life where the side job that I don't care about just doesn't work for me anymore. Like yeah. I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I, you I can't, I can't. can't. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Cause you know, towards the end of this part of the podcast, after we've talked about your history, I usually ask like <laughs> so long, sorry. It's, oh my God. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself. So it's funny because one of my questions is like, where do you sell, see yourself in the future? Oh and you kind of just answer that a little bit. <laughs> oh, and good. like what leads you to where you are now. But I mean, if you like, other than what you want, like, where do you see yourself in the future? I'm not giving you years. Yeah. 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 You know, it's just, yeah. what do you want to be like a well-known actor? Do you want to be just successful in what you're doing? Like you obviously making money with what you're doing. Like yeah. where do you see yourself or what do you want to see your future look yeah. like? Um, I, I think acting is, is first and foremost. Like, mm -hmm. if I could just act, I would. Though, it's funny, I really... Which... Audiobooks is part of that. Like, I'm really interested in, in this yeah. all, whole thing. Because, well, you know, sometimes... I don't listen to audiobooks, but I would assume there are certain aspects of an audiobook you oh, would yeah. have to act. They like actors because, yeah. you know... We, 
I know that, like, Kate others. McKinnon and her sister have an audiobook. Yeah. Where it's just them, like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's, like, about an evil queen and something. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm really hoping this takes off. So we'll see. But, um, you know, acting, performing is forefront. But I, I really am enjoying this coaching thing, and, I, and I'm intrigued you to see, see where yourself, that goes. like, teaching at a college? If I... I, I'm not, I'm curious, I, hmm. <laughs> sounds, there's, there's no right or so, wrong it's answer. It's so funny, I, Melanie, you know, my, who I'm coaching, who I'm coaching for it, she's like, you need, I was telling her about all the, the stuff that's going on with me, she's like, you need a five-year plan, and I'm like, I'm so bad with that, like, I hate that stuff, but I think I'm at a point in my life, and, you know, I have a partner, and like, maybe I have to make a five-year plan, like, I don't know, because I, I do want to feel not that I've chosen a settled path in any way, but I want to feel settled in some aspects. So I'm not sure what that means. Yeah. Um, ideally, yes, I, I would like to just be be a successful performer. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot comes with that, right? So like, will there be a point in my life where this lifestyle weighs on me in a certain way and I want to take more of a solid job? I don't know. And p- p- potentially, yes. Like... You know, but it will be in theater. Um, well, I teaching think if you college, teach perhaps, at a college, like as an adjunct professor, as an adjunct, yes, not but, like a full timer. But I'm also still, I still want to go away for work, like do mm-hmm. regional work, like I'm yeah. still auditioning for that. And so, if I did that, I think I would need to commit to just being in New York, yeah. which I'm open to, but mm-hmm. I'm not there right now. So that's why yeah. what I've got going is working and mm-hmm. I'm still doing some brand ambassador work, trying to do less of it. But, mm-hmm. uh, like I was just in Florida for a job for that, but I got to travel. So that was Are cool. we allowed to say what brand ambassador? Oh, with? what that was, that yeah. was for Verizon for okay. the Super Bowl. But yeah, I work for so many different brands. It just, bleh, who knows? Um, so have there been any, like in your entirety of life, has there been any, like, favorite roles that you've performed? Yeah. Um, okay. So, I think, like, my top two. Guys, she's, like, smiling and so excited about this question right now. <laughs> I, I think my top say. two right now that just come to my head, mm-hmm. honestly, are Susan and Tick, Tick, Boom, mm-hmm. or Susan and Others. Where did you play that? I did that at the Eagle Theater in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in Hamilton. Which um, they're, by the way, making a movie of Tick, Tick, Boom. Yes, they are. Directed by Lin-Manuel Lin-Manuel, Miranda, yes. starring the adorably talented, actually extremely talented Andrew Garfield. Yes, he's very good. Yeah. I met him at the stage door of Angels in America, and I told him mm. I saw them in this movie that was at the Tribeca Film Festival. I thought it was my freshman year, but it might not have mm. been. And I said, I have been a fan of yours since this movie, Boy A., and I remember, like, when they announced him as Spider-Man, I was like, oh, it's that guy from mm. Boye. Because I, like, Googled him when yeah. I got back to my dorm room. I'm like, he's this is a really attractive guy. Yeah. But this was before he was, like, he's Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I I like to think I personally have a very good gift of, like, figuring out or, like, finding out who people are before mm. they make it big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just my thing. No, so that role, that was my first, well, oh, no, I did rent the year before. Um... I don't know. There, there was something about that that show particularly. A, I was, I was twenty. I was, I was twenty eight. I was twenty eight when I did it, so I was approaching thirty. So which like is, a year ago. Which is what, right? Which is what the show is about. So mm-hmm. I think it was very relevant to certain things I'm, I was experiencing within mm-hmm. um, my within my life and my business. But mm-hmm. also, the music is amazing, and I had a really good 
partner, like in the mm-hmm. show, um, who's still one of my good friends. And um, the one cool thing about that, I think that was the first time, maybe not, but but that I can recall, at least in a, in a professional setting like that, that I got to switch between a lot of roles. And some of my switches were very quick. Mm-hmm. So it was just a new tool, like a new... A new tool. A new tool. In your toolbox. In my toolbox. Um, and just something new that I got to explore. I also just love that material. I love mm-hmm. the music and I love the characters I played. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was great. Um, and what's your other one? My other one is a show I did last year uh, at school called Porch Play. It's written by Kate Kremer, uh, who is a Brooklyn College playwriting graduate. Um, the play is wonderful and it's about this group of uh, five, five, five friends. And uh, I got to play this girl named Candace who lives does some really bad things, but they're all from a place of truth and she believes she's doing good. And so there was a lot that I was toying with during this uh, as an actor, as a person, uh, and also with myself and trying to like deal with the rest of school and do, like I wanted to do so much more work on the script, but you can only do what you can do, right? Yeah. And so I, there were just things that I had to accept at the time mm-hmm. and just the, the writing is really, uh, her writing is really good and relevant and um, and easy to sink your teeth into. Mm-hmm. So I and my cast was just wonderful. So I just really enjoyed that play too. I also really enjoyed Hair and Rent. Like they're iconic roles. Yeah. I got to play Sheila and Mimi, and like it was just Mimi. Very. I feel lucky. So I feel like there's a question. There's a question I ask every single guest on this podcast, but I kind of want to wait for that to be the last question. Okay. Because I feel like, and I, I, I just find it funny that it catches people off guard. Oh God. Um, but <laughs> so normally around this time we always play a game, and I told Tara, I was like, I honestly couldn't think of a game to play with you, <laughs> because I know Tara, but I don't know Tara enough to be like, this is the game I will play for you. <laughs> so. Tara and I went to Pace, and that's where they have Inside the Actor Studio. Yes. So what we're going to do is we're stealing the Inside the Actor Studio questionnaire by Gerard Gerard something French. So there's (laughs) ten questions on here. Oh, dear. And Tara's going to answer them. I am. So, Tara, what is your favorite word? (laughs) (laughs) You have so much French. Do you want me to answer them with you? No, 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 no. The first thing that came to mind is really vulgar, so I'm That's, not going to say it. No. You can say it. It's not my favorite, though. But you can say it. <sighs> no, is I it can't. vagina? No. Penis? No. Can I tell you a word I hate? Is that one of the questions? Um, well, stick with your favorite word Damn first. It. I don't have a favorite word. Um, Mine is love. Oh, that's good. Okay, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna say what comes to mind. Yeah. Um. It could be the dirty one. Who cares? No. <laughs> um... Uh, oh, damn yeah, it, yeah, mom! Yeah. No. Sorry, guys. Okay. I keep getting text messages. I'm um, so popular today. Let's say, oh my god, what is my favorite word? Uh, smoosh. Smoosh. That's that, cute. That just came up. Honestly, it's probably not my favorite word, but it's fine. Okay, so then, what's your least favorite word? I, I hate the word titty. Like I, hate I do it. too. I fucking hate it so much. I hate the word and tits, people titty. Pussy, ugh, and panties. There was another one that I hated that came up in grad school, I think, and my my classmates used to tease me. Was it titty? Ooh, I can't even say it. I know. Let's move on. I hate the word tits. I I don't mind tits as much. It's You know what's interesting? I really don't like the word pussy. 
I don't really. I don't even like saying it. I'm like I don't like the word panties either. Like I mentioned, but there is. I love Neil Labute. He's like one of my favorite playwrights. And I know people think I'm crazy because of it, but he wrote a play called Fat Pig, and I yeah. remember reading it in college and being like, and I hate using this word, but the lead character of the show is such a fucking pussy. And that's like in my head. Okay, so question three: What turns you on? Could be sexual. Oh, might yes. not have to be. No, I. I always find I, it funny. Sorry to no. like, interrupt. When like he asks a question, and then like the guest would be like, "What sexually?" And he'd be like, "Oh, well, you know, you're you here to learn." Because like it can go fifty-fifty. Yeah, I'm gonna say, just like genuine gen- genuineness, yeah. like. Seriously, I I just hate fucking facades. Like, and I can't deal with them. I hate small talk. Um, just just be just be genuine. Just be yeah. co- just be nice. Just be real. Just yeah. be honest. That's why Tara likes me so much, right? Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> uh, thank you. What turns you off? Ooh, I feel like there's a list, guys. This is one Buckle of my down. biggest fucking pet peeves on the subway. Those fucking assholes who you who have their music and won't put on headphones. There is no justification for that. Like, ever. Like, yeah. there is no reason. Like, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt about a mm-hmm. lot of things. But for that one thing, there is no way that someone could say this, you know, and no one ever con- confronts them. Mm-hmm. I talk, Me and these other people, when it happened the other day, were actually laughing about that. And I said, no one ever confronts them because they're scared. I finally did once. Mm-hmm. And this kid, he was just such an idiot to me. He was like, what? It's fine. Anyway. I think that also comes with adulthood. Um, you, you would think so. No, yeah. it doesn't. They're not always kids. What sound or noise do you love? I love your reaction to these questions. I literally hate these kind of questions, so that's why. It's okay. We're doing them. This is good for me. Well, I told you. <laughs> well, this is good for an acting exercise. Yes, I know. I know. Um, I wonder, what like, sound do I love? what it would be for me to make me uncomfortable. Well, nobody's interviewing me, so it's... Yeah. Um, what sound do I love? I like the sound of rain. Oh, that's a good one. Or cold um, music. <laughs> I... Boyfriend playing guitar. He doesn't play guitar. Playing piano. Ukulele. I don't know. He doesn't he play any instruments. This is like, wrote, she used to be mine as an arrangement? Oh, no, he wrote lyrics to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's interesting. I would do, like, parody lyrics. Yeah, that's what it is, kind yeah. of. It's But it's not a parody, if you will. I remember freshman um, year of college, I wrote a parody lyric to a Spamalot song mm-hmm. in regards to, like, my friend sleeping thought, with someone. I thought of one. Oh, yes. but I really like the crackling fire. Mm. So you must love a U-log on Christmas. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't really celebrate, so, but yeah. That's fine. <laughs> um, what sound or noise do you hate? Um, um, the sound of people on the subway who don't use their headphones? Yes, let's go with that. Okay. Great. Um, what is your favorite curse word? Fuck. Mine too. I yeah. use it a lot now. I obviously do. Yeah. Fuck. It's a great one. There's no... And the like, thing is, yeah. it's like, it's a great word because it doesn't necessarily mean something bad. I usually say fuck in conversation when I'm feeling very emphatic or passionate about yeah. something. You know, it's interesting. So speaking of Inside the Actor's Studio, I remember Matt Damon's mm. when he was saying like, fuck, because you can use it so many different ways. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm literally getting off my bed. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm yeah. old. You know? Or yeah. Like, it's the best. You know? It's just, also, I, right. I was on... 
I asked Liza Minnelli a question, and I was on TV for that one with Blonde Highlights in 2007, so you should right. check that out. I was on Matt Damon's. Yes. I, nobody, I have my, I had to YouTube to see if I can find it. Oh. I have my own YouTube clip. That's amazing. That somebody put up, like, 14 years <laughs> really? ago. Really? That's yeah. great. If you, if you guys YouTube Matt Damon on Stuck on You, you're welcome. You'll see and it's it. just the clip of you? It's just my... That's great. Part. Well, you know what happened with that Inside the Actor's Studio? I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask a question. And I've never asked one. And my heart was like, yeah. out of my chest. And then I was going to ask if he wants to direct, if he wants to do this. Yeah. And I remember either reading or watching an interview with like him and Greg Kinnear and them saying that like when they were attached together, mm. they would never go number two. They would only go number one. What if you had to go? I don't know. You have to hold it in. And oh then um, also, like, the Fairley brothers are known for, like, there was a lot of controversy with, like, Shallow Hell with mm. them. Um, so mine was, like, a two-part question. And if you knew what the question was, you can tell they split it in half. So it was, mm. like, what it was like to work with the Fairley brothers and literally so close to Rick Kinnear. Mm. And that was actually the last question of the night. Mm. And everybody else's questions were so serious, and mine was just, like, this silly yeah, question. Yeah, that's great. And so, like, even one of, like, the producers of the show, who, like, I kind of knew because I ushered at the theater, mm. um, she even came up to me at the end, and she was like, that was a great question. Yeah. So I asked Tom Hanks, too, but I wasn't on TV for that. Um, my Tom Hanks experience for Inside the Actor's Studio is I was in the front row, and, like, you're one person, and then moving to your left was somebody I was sitting next to, and then me. And somebody asked him about types. And he goes, you know, you can be round-faced and this, and then you can be Latina and this. And then he looked at me, and then he goes, so what I mean by types? <laughs> so, like, I was like... You're like, well, you had nothing to say? Like, Like, what? overweight? Like, what do you want? Oh, okay, wow. anyway. But literally, he looked at me, he couldn't think of anything, and moved on. So, like, I don't know if that was, like, an insult or if he was just being nice. Or, no, maybe he just, like, didn't, didn't know what to say. Tom Hanks is supposedly, like, one of the nicest yes, guys Yes, I've heard that, too. So, anyway... What profession other than yours would you like to attempt? Mm. Um, a therapist. Wait, like, is this a true, like, would I actually do it? Well, it's however you want it to be. You can okay. say florist. I don't know. I'm just going to say therapist. Okay. What profession would you not like to do? A police officer. Yeah. Now, the last question. If heaven exists, oh, yeah. what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Yeah. You did it. <laughs> Yay! Yay! I, I'm like the worst at questions. It's terrible. You know? Everybody's okay. It's, girl, if you become well-known enough, you gotta... People are gonna have to media train you. Okay, no. That was me, my authentic self. What if my authentic self is a little spastic? That's fine. So if you were to be asked, like, what was it like working with your, your like, co-star and your co-star That's was different. Horrible, yeah, that's, Wait. no, I'm oh. saying, like, media training, they train you how to act in, like, interviews and stuff, like, if you're, I'm like, well-known enough. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Again, that's that. where my entertainment knowledge is yes. coming into play. I can so. do that stuff. I'm talking about, like, the personal questions oh, that are yeah. random that could have a million answers that I can't think of anything. It's, it's fine. It's yes. this silly little podcast. Oh, I know. You probably have, like, five people listen to it. It's, anyway. how long have we, oh, my God, who's going to want to listen to, like, us being here for two hours? Yeah, we, yeah, we're in an hour and 57. Oh, dear. It's probably longer because we stopped a couple of oh times. Oh, my God. So okay. now we have, like, one last thing, and then I'm okay. going to ask you the final question. Okay. So this is what I told you called review it. Well, we oh. can, like, review a thing. You know, I actually really quickly did not make an Oscar podcast because before the last podcast was before the Oscars. I just, like, 
I was very underwhelmed. Like, there wasn't anything I was, like, so excited about. I think, like, the most exciting moment where I was like, oh, shit, that's awesome, was when Parasite won for Best Picture. Mm. Other than that, I was like, whatever. And that's my Oscar review. (laughs) Yeah, so you don't need to do a podcast on it necessarily. No, not really. And, like, the winners. And plus, I just, like, there wasn't, like, anything I was, like, really thrilled about. You kind of knew who was going to win everything anyway. So I think, like, the biggest surprise might have been, like, Sam Mendes not winning, but also Mm -hmm. you kind of knew it could have gone to the guy who directed Parasite, Mm -hmm. Bung Joo, I'm going to butcher his name, name. so, um, anyway, is there, like, a film or a TV, we were talking about Fleabag that you Mm -hmm. recently got into. I would like to talk about one show I saw recently that I loved so much, is that cool? Yes. Okay. I loved Jagged Little Pill. Mm -hmm. I feel very passionate about this for a lot of reasons. First of all, I do think because, you know, that album is very dear to me. just quickly, if you guys don't know what Jagged Little Pill is. I'm so sorry. No, it's all good. It is a Broadway... Yes. Would you like to... If you don't mind. Please do. Um, So, I'm sure everybody who's listening... Who is listening to this podcast knows what Jagged Little Pill is. But if not, it is a musical based on the Alanis Morissette album, written mm-hmm. by Diablo Cody, who has an Oscar for Juno. Um, directed... She wrote the book. Yeah, she yeah. wrote the book, not mm-hmm. the music, obviously. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and I believe it's uh, directed by Diane Paulus, yes. who won the Tony for Porgy and Bess, mm-hmm. I believe, or she hair. Did hair. Did yeah, she, she did hair. She did hair. I don't think no, she, she won, won for hair. I think Porgy and Bess. I think she did Pippin. I just remember the year that she won the Tony. It was the same year that Pam McKinnon won for Who's mm-hmm. Afraid of Virginia mm-hmm. Woolf. Mm-hmm. And that year, it was two female directors who won. Oh. Which was really cool. Yeah. They won for musical and direction of a Maybe play. she did win for her. I don't remember. She won for one of the musicals yeah. that she did. Anyway, so. Pippin? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, I love that, that album. So, I think part of the reason I was so moved by the piece was because I love that album. Um, but... First of all, I, I, I loved the story. Like, I thought it was mm-hmm. very relevant and yeah. and feminist and, mm-hmm. and exciting. Um, and I do have to say that Lauren Patton's You Ought to Know mm-hmm. fucking killed me. Like, if you ever listen to this, Lauren, which I don't know if yeah. you'd get this far, that was fucking incredible. I, that, I like, was, like, shaking. I hear that she's it, gotten, like, standing ovations she, before. Yeah, she did. I, I yeah. yeah. I also had an incredible seat. I bought my ticket on TDF. I was in row four of the mezzanine center. So, yeah. like... Well, the mezzanine in that theater is really not bad. But I was in the fourth row center. Frankie and John. Oh, I saw that too, yeah. Um, But anyway, so like, yeah, that that performance, wow. But the way that those songs were integrated into the story, Mm -hmm. it was flawless. And this is why I live for like any pop musical theater. And this is also why I just live for musical theater. Mm -hmm. Because if you are going to have a song, as I said earlier, you have to feel so passionate that you don't have to speak, you have to sing. So, yeah. like, they used Alanis's full lyrics. Like, mm-hmm. they, they are colorful, incredible storytelling mm-hmm. lyrics to further the story, but also tell a story during the song. Like, it mm-hmm. was just brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah. Like, and the performances were great, but from from a book perspective, from a mm-hmm. dramaturgy expe- perspective, too, like, it was just so well done. I was crying, like, most yeah. of the show. Who cries during that? I don't know. I was crying. People. Because I was so excited and moved and also like Tom Kitt with his orchestrations like he took those songs I think Alanis wrote like two additional songs for it as well but he created such 
his orchestrations were amazing. The harmonies that were added were just so good. And so that is why I live for theater. Like yeah. I want to see that on stage and it was raw and honest. And, but I think the most exciting part of it for me was like the, the technicalities of the book and the songs and all of that, because it was just so well done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have all these opinions about jukebox, jukebox musicals now and how a lot of the times it's like, I don't need to see this. And sometimes, sometimes they are very good, but still a lot of the times like the book will be good, but does the song really drive the story in the moment? Mm -hmm. Like it was brilliant. And so I just, I, I don't know. And my parents are going to see it Wednesday. I'm really excited. I got them tickets through TDF. I have not seen it yet. I had the opportunity to through work, but then I actually I got tickets to a different show, which I kind of wish I saw Jack Lowe and Bill instead. What did you see? Um, I saw the off-Broadway production of Macbeth, a uh, classic stage company. Oh, I saw that. I was kind I of bored as soon as... Corey Soul I is so amazing, I, like, when Did you see him like, as Iago It's Shakespeare in the Park? No, I saw him as uh, Judas, though. Mm. No, not Judas, as Brutus. In, uh, oh. I also just love Corey Stahl. I love him. And it's he funny. went to LaGuardia. He went to my oh, high really? school. It's funny because um, when he was just like lying there on Macbeth, like as Macbeth, I was like, I would write on top of him. I know that's like really You gross. know he's married to... He's married to the woman who plays who, Lady Macbeth. Yes, yeah. who I saw in Life Sucks. She's very good too. But it's funny because um, last month my friends and I went to Glass House for my birthday and sitting behind my friend was Corey Stahl. And my friend and I were just crying laughing that he was there because we were literally just talking about him and Amazing. Macbeth. yeah. I just like, very good. He, everybody was great. It's just the production I kind of was really bored as soon as it started. Mm. And like the scene with Malcolm was when I like started to get interested in the show. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just... It wasn't for me. Although I am excited about seeing Assassins there. Oh my god! I, yeah. I, hope, I hope they actually have the the access tickets for that. I, I that's why I got the yeah. membership so yeah. I can get like early that's access smart. to that. Yeah. I have a lot coming up too. So I saw Sing Street off Broadway and oh. I just got tickets to see it on Broadway in mm -hmm. May. I have so much stuff coming up. Oh my god! Anyway, so now that we're coming to a close, yes. question I ask everybody: Are you ready? Yes. I feel like I'm get very curious to see what. <laughs> Your answer and how Me your too. physicality to this. Oh identity. dear! Oh god! Because I'm very good. I think I can do a tower impression by the end of this podcast. <laughs> um, good thing it's a podcast, not yeah. a video. Why is theater important? <sighs> yeah, you're welcome. I told you I'm good at this. Theater. So theater is a conversation. I think um, it gives a it gives people a chance to be immersed in a story and it also gives actors a chance to use their brains and their bodies and then it's a collaboration I might not make sense I'm just gonna fucking ramble right now Tara it, that's it is, what we've been yes, doing for like yes. over two this hours this is just how so I function so it is a collaboration this is a very a loose podcast I know it It is a way to tell stories that can truly impact people, though, I believe, in a different way than maybe film can, mm -hmm. because it is live and it is it is all about energy. You are in there with the audience and, and the actors and the designers, and it is all a collaboration, and it is, it is live at that fucking moment, mm -hmm. and so much can happen, and you are impacted in a moment. There's no screen, you know, there's no, there's no barrier. It's mm -hmm. raw, it's in front of you, it's dangerous. Mm 
Yeah. You know? And so, and you know what? Sometimes it's an escape. Mm-hmm. When I go to the theater, I'm like, great. I don't, I'm, I'm here and I'm here, you know? Um, and it is a way to tell stories that can never, that will never get old. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that, like, the medium is solid. Like, mm-hmm. you, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember where who mentioned this. I feel like I'm like Alan Cunningham. I'm probably 100% wrong. But I was watching something recently and somebody was saying like the difference between like theater, film, and television. It's so, like television and film, even though you get multiple takes, like it's filmed and it's set. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, with that's theater, what it, too. it could change from night yes. to night. And that's one thing that I think I had to accept through my grad school work and one reason sometimes in musical theater that I might not be everyone's choice is because I'm not polished. And I used to try to be polished. And mm-hmm. sometimes people want polished in musical theater. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be polished. And I have started to embrace that. So mm-hmm. I used to hold so much because I was trying to be polished and create the same thing every time. I would analyze my work to like a fucking absurd degree that was disgusting. And now I have released into some of my stuff. And exactly what you said, like it is... It changes every night. That one moment can never be recreated. Mm-hmm. Ever. I also kind of... Do you ever see the movie Garden State? Yes. So Natalie I don't remember Portman, it much. I don't remember specifically how it was brought up, but, like, Natalie Portman's character's like, like, in this moment, like, if you do something, you know, you can't reenact it or it, like, mm-hmm. won't be the same again. So she gets up and does, like, a whoa, ah, ah, Oh, dance. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, see, that'll never happen again. Yeah. You know? No, exactly. Kind of interesting. But yeah. I just, I realized I forgot to ask what your top theater <laughs> experiences are. Oh, um... We can skip it if you don't want to <laughs> say. Well... No, I, I want to just leave it right now. You just want to leave it at Jack I'm going to leave it at Jagged Little yeah. Pill. I mean, I've seen so much fucking theater in my life. I actually save playbills. I have drawers and drawers and drawers. Yeah. But I write down I, every time I oh, see Oh, that's show. smart. Yeah. I, I've seen over a hundred in my lifetime. I've been seeing shows since I was five. No, I've seen, I think I've seen more than a hundred. Like, oh no, I yeah. definitely have. Oh. Like, I don't know yeah. exactly the number. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, um, I just, I feel like every single show has impacted me in a different way, and mm-hmm. I like living in that. Has there been a least favorite show that you've seen? Probably. You can't think of. I can't think of it off the bat. I'm gonna leave it at Jack Little Pill. Let's leave it at that high. Oh, cool. I. So we'll leave it. We'll leave. Well, you know, maybe we should just end the podcast there. Maybe we should. Tara, is there anything before we like officially, officially end? You want to add that you want to say that you have questions for me, or if you want to put out into the world, like what's the um, yeah, no, I think, uh, thank you, Allison, for having me. Tara, this has been, this has been a great conversation. Um, I... You are more than welcome to come back anytime. Yes. Um, I, I don't really have anything more to say. I think, uh, thank you for listening to my, my saga and my life and my complications. And I'm just trying to just... Well, I mean, Me. the large part of the podcast is to have different people on to hear their stories mm-hmm. and how they pursue things because everybody's different. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's pursuing their love of theater differently, whether it is yes. acting, whether it is going to graduate school, you know, whether it is like coaching and acting and doing whatever. That's kind of the main focus of the podcast is get different people on to tell their life perspectives and everybody's different. And that's kind of what's so yeah. great about the theater and this world. Yeah. And, you know, having p- different people come on 
And so thank you again. Is there, thank you know, you. any social media shout outs? Uh, Follow Theater yes. Enthusiast Theater Podcast. Enthusiast, I can't even say the word. I can't Theater either. Theater Enthusiast Podcast. podcast. Uh, if you want to, Yes, if you want to follow me, I'm at, did we say at? Is that how you say it? Yeah, or just at, at Tara Novi. Yeah. Uh, my website is www.taranovi.com. Yeah. Um, check it out. I have some yeah. photos and videos from some stuff. Yeah. So. I will say that this podcast is only on a hosting website called Buzzsprout. So yes. So spread the word. I will spread the word. I'm, I'm going to plug this. You have no idea. Please plug away. If anyone will listen to our two hours and like 15 minutes of talk. Or two ten. Yeah. We'll see. That's fine. If they get this far. Listen, we're very we're an entertaining. We bunch, are, guys. and you know what? You don't have to listen to it all in one piece. No, I mean take your time. There's other podcasts on there if you need a break from hearing Tara and I talk about whatever, and then come back to it. We got a yes. lot of good ones on there. All right, kids. Until next time, we actually have somebody coming on next week who I'm excited about, but I will announce it on my Instagram at some point. And have a good one.